and welcome to the Electronic Gaming Mostly Podcast with special guest Monty and Gabler. Special guest Monty, the number two guy. And Gabler, that guy. The only one. <laughs> I just want to say before we actually get to this segment that um, I was right. It was Daily Wire. Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck aren't more people listening to us? Yeah, they don't know we exist. The, there is that. It's the awful. That's reality. why. That's where you guys come in as the marketing team. Um. Nah. You know, while <laughs> while you're not working. <laughs> Pumping out I don't know shit video. about marketing. It's really? easy. Not, you copy the URL to the podcast. And then you paste like, it on Reddit and everywhere else. I know you're like half Puerto Rican, but you I'm just got to read. like half of Reddit. Yeah, right. Sounds like you're still free on half the other half, right? So. <laughs> All the good halves. <laughs> yeah. I got banned off white people. Twitter. Yeah, I would, I would just like everyone what? to know that I am As not concerned. Person? Yeah. I'm not concerned about, you know, copyright infringement or rights or anything like that. You are free to redistribute my work anywhere Until at any time. make a lot of money off of it. <laughs> then and then we'll it. come to get you. <laughs> we'll send Monty after you. In, we will take this will be He's going to be more court. machine than man this will be by the time we court, get famous. So this is my opportunity to be like, hey, judge, what's up? Unless you're a dude, in which case, hey, judge, what's up? Unless you're a dude. In which that case, you want to touch my, you want to touch my gavel? (laughs) I'm gonna fucking conclude. (laughs) So yeah, it was a, it was a week. It was a week. Um, still playing Call of Duty. Uh, Dead Space is coming out on Friday, which is my birthday. So I'm gonna buy myself a little, a little birthday gift. Little birthday. And after the prostitute leaves, I'm gonna play Dead Space. Nice. Nice. Make sure you write on the receipt from Monty. For the prostitute? Sure. Monty, it's his, he's talking about his wife. Yeah, right. No, no, I was not. <laughs> you think she listens? She doesn't listen. She's a woman. Women don't listen. Uh, no, he doesn't mean you. He means an actual prostitute. Sorry, honey, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys ever remember that movie with uh, Roddy Piper in it? Uh, what, what was the name of it? They, they something. Hey, you remember that? They movie? live. Those they live. live. Yeah, yeah. You ever think Man, Hillary Clinton looks like one of those aliens? Yeah, the one without a face for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, actually, I got a funny story about that movie. So I've never actually seen it, but back I must have been in first grade, public school, in the town I currently reside in. And they brought in some guy to do like a presentation, like, you know, how schools do. They bring in like guest speakers and shit. This guy was like ahead of his time, right? I don't know if he should have been there or maybe it was just the 90s. I don't know. But his whole shtick was about like backing away from the situation and seeing the big picture. And he showed clips of they live to like first graders. He was like to prove his point. He showed an episode of the X-Files where like. You know, Mulder and Scully are like looking all the shit on the ground. Like, I don't fucking, what is this? 
But then Mulder gets up on the balcony when you see it from that far away, like, oh, it's a pattern. And, you know, so this guy was <laughs> like mind blowing for a first grader. Whoa. And then, you know, you go back to real life and like, man, that guy was just fucking crazy. And then, you know, 30 years later, man, that guy was right about everything. <laughs> and he was crazy. Maybe. I mean, come on. Public school, way, small town, <laughs> probably just someone's dad. By the way, don't don't look up. Don't Google or DuckDuckGo or Bing Alex Jones shirtless. For some reason, you get a lot of dude's dicks. I don't know what that's There's, about. I mean, Alex Jones is probably a pretty common name. Some weird shit that the left is doing in, in relation to trying to get certain images to pop up with Alex Jones. I don't know what the... Some weird... Trying to, trying to man, their best memes are the accidental ones. Yeah, they're they're uh, like tragic. Uh, they're, they're it's like they are pro LGBT, but also homophobic. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, sounds about right. I was looking up. For, I was trying to get a picture of Alex Jones shirtless for my banner for Rumble. <laughs> it's just <laughs> dudes' dicks everywhere. What the fuck is going on? All right, try a different one. <laughs> I'm not gonna sift through that. It's an Alex Joner. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be there all day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a John Ward. Song. What happened to John Ward? What happened him. to John Ward? And in, indeed, we need a campaign. Find John Ward. Oh, that reminds me. So remember, we were talking about that show where we would just uh, go on the internet and explore these different conspiracy theories. Just using Google Earth and... You mean truths? Explore different truths? Yeah. I figure yeah. I came up with the name. All right. You ready? <clears throat> uh -huh. Internet Explorers. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> We're doing this. Sunday night, Monday morning at 4.30 when I couldn't fucking sleep. That's what I came up with. Internet Explorers. So keep an oh eye God. out for that new piece of content. Hey, does Microsoft still own like the old logo? Or are we allowed to use the old logo? Well, just go on Photoshop, type an E, and turn it blue. They can't. They can't fucking copyright that. It's a letter with the most common color on the planet. No, that's Microsoft. Seventy percent of the planet is blue. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I've already copyrighted it and trademarked it and registered it. So anyone listening, don't even think about taking it from us. I've I've beat you to the punch with my it's vast resources. It's in the works right now, actually. You can look forward to that show soon. I re I really can't talk and type and talk and write at the same time. I really misspelled the fuck out of both of those words, but I don't care. I know what it means. Um, yeah, that's a show we're gonna do soon, where we kind of each episode will be focused on a specific conspiracy theory. And we're going to attempt to bunk it and debunk it at the same time. I'll be bringing forward evidence and you'll be trying oh, to debunk the evidence. Call it kind of the way it'll go. Conspiracy busters. Nah, I like mine better. Nah, Internet Explorers. Monty's Hispanic, so he can be... Well, he's not he Hispanic. He doesn't speak Spanish. He can be El Chapo. Uh, no, he'll be Dora. Oh, yeah. I'll be Indy. Yeah, and I'll be Indiana because the dog was named Indy. <laughs> named the dog. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just be John. John and John Explorer. 
It's Joe Explorer. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's seven twenty-two. Time for my phone to dump all my notifications on me. It's because you touched it. Phones are dumb like that. Oh, wait till touch he touches it. the phone. I didn't touch Once it. He touches the phone, or comes near the phone, or looks. I at was the touching phone. my penis, not my phone. Jesus. All right. Well, I keep my phone next to my penis, so figured you get cancer we'll doing do the that. Same thing. Yeah, they say that. Didn't you see that study where they, they showed like where most breast cancer starts in women and it's like right where most of them tuck their phone next to their tits? I don't know what women are doing that, but I have seen the study that shows that women don't get cancer in those areas because they carry their phone in their back pocket, whereas men carries that carry theirs in their front pocket. And that does have some kind of correlation to that. Well, to be fair, if you were going to get cancer, mm -hmm. testicular cancer is the most survivable. Because they just get yeah, balls. Off. I'm not worried about it. I've had a lump on my <laughs> ball for like 20 years. So I'm I'm cool. That's called your other ball. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> totally free out about it. <laughs> That's called your penis. Should have said that. Should have said that. God damn it. That's the vascular tube, idiot. You can oh. tell how not witty I am. It was once described to me like, huh, if I had to explain to someone what witty meant, I'd be like, you ever think of the perfect thing to say way after the fact? Then you're not witty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're a thinker. <laughs> you got to think about shit. It doesn't just pop in your head. Problem is when you're then witty, she, actually what she said was, head, you're not, not then good. you're not witty. You're fucking shitty. Jesus. No, she didn't say that, but see, I thought of that after the fact. <laughs> yeah. Man, if I would have said that to her. I was going to say, she's witty. But the thing is, like, <laughs> the problem with being witty is when you get into your old age, that's how you become that, that dad that just says inappropriate <laughs> shit to your kid's friends, you know? Like, you think well, I think funny. we were all witty at one point, but we had that one situation where we were, like, on a roll and had said something that just... Change the tone of the room. Like maybe I should think. Well, that's about what, what I that's said. what happens. That's what happens. It's like how we sat here talking about balls and stuff for a couple minutes, and like imagine saying that to your fourteen-year-old son's friend. Like it's not gonna. That's not good. Yeah. Imagine the nightmare where this is the content you create, and you can't even go to your family and be like, "Hey, listen to my podcast." Yeah, that's us. It's like, yeah, I really want people to listen, just. Not really. I don't want anyone I know to listen. No, 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 no. no. That's the only no, way I'm no, going to get them to share it. This part's really great where we start talking about balls. Uh, this part's great, Mom, where we start talking about uh, incest porn. Actually, my mom's probably the only <laughs> one that wouldn't give a shit. It's everyone yeah. else. <clears throat> I like your mom. Me too. Same. I like her in a different way than you do. That's my cum taste. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about Call of Duty, I guess. Because <laughs> that's all we've been playing. Speaking of that. <laughs> yeah, they, they claim to have fixed a bunch of shit, changed a yeah, bunch of shit. I thought that was today when you linked it. I was like, oh, no. they've, they've, they've fixed crashes. I, I doubt that. And it turns out, no, they did it because they actually made Monty crash more often. Right? Yeah, they gave me the worst crash of all time. My computer screens went <laughs> black and then I saw like white text but you know when it like shifts incorrectly on your monitor and it's like red and blue and it looks really bad <laughs> then, I, then for a second i it was crazy for a second i saw a homeless person in my monitor and then i realized 
Oh, that's me. <laughs> it's one of those crashes where you have to seriously wonder if your PC will ever boot again without doing oh, yeah, some work yeah. to it. Um, Gary, but it came right Gary back. Crash. Came right yeah. back. Thank goodness. Yeah. So yeah, that's what happened since the update. Um, there are still, yeah, there are, <laughs> there are still problems. And I, I said this the other night during the stream. Uh, 99% of their 150 billion crash reports probably just say fix your fucking game in all caps. Cause probably it's yeah. like, what were you doing? Like I was playing the game. Like, what do you think I was doing? Oh, I was poking it with a stick. I was trying what to have you, sex with my, what <laughs> with were you my doing? power I was port. in the corner of the map with every vehicle in the game and I tried to blow them all up at the same time. <laughs> You know what I? You know what I'm betting. I'm willing to bet every crash happens because somewhere on the map there's somebody that's gathered seven vehicles together. I bet you none of this would happen if it wasn't for the anti cheat. Anti cheat fucks up good. I mean, it fucking. We played through all of Resident Evil Eight with there being a hitch every time you fucking killed the main guy, like the main enemy that you faced, those werewolf things. Every Mm -hmm. time they die, it would be like "Eh," stutter, and oh my god, it was annoying. We played through the whole game like that, and then they took out the fucking anti cheat, and everything was oh, fine wow. again. Actually, no, that's not true. There was a patch. Enough single player game. Yeah, yeah, they did. They always do, but they have their. I don't. So there was two anti cheats. There's in the beginning. So someone released a patch, an unofficial patch, to fix it, and then when they actually removed. Oh no, I'm sorry. It wasn't the anti cheat. It was the DRM. It's the DRM that was causing problems. Anyway, someone came up with a patch. They removed the DRM, and then the patch made the game stutter again. So they now it works, I guess. But it's just crazy to me that we played through that whole game two weeks straight, and at no point were they like, yeah, we're going to fix this. And it wasn't an isolated incident. So, you know, a game with much more money behind it and many more people, like Call of Duty. Many more people. More and, people than many. And, like, I would say, you know... Yeah, maybe it's not worth it to remove anti-cheat, but um, is it even doing anything? I've, I feel like no. Yeah, I feel like no. Like there's it's not doing anything. Always, you always, anti-cheat is any anti-cheat in video day, games is always like you run into at least Congress. one where you're like that is nothing. a cheater. Like you can't convince me it's not. Well, since well, the new revelation, <laughs> it's hard now. <laughs> But you remember when the game came out and they were like, hey, we're going to disable pinging in multiplayer because it never goes away. Well, that happens sometimes in, that, in uh, DMZ. So, yeah. and plus, you know, as much as I use the spotter scope, um, I don't actually know what happens to the other player when you spot someone with the spotter scope. Like, not the one well, where you the ping thing, them, so but does weird. that, do they know that they're spotted? Do they get the message and no. the white light? So, here's what's happening in the game. No, and I realized this thinking the, um, about it. With the drone. Spotter's go. Oh, the drone. Yeah. So here's what's happening in the game. I don't believe I realized you. it after thinking about it. So you know how we've been playing and people haven't been getting spotted? Like you're looking at them, you're trying to spot them? Yeah, and it's pinging like 250 meters to your southwest. Like For some, for some reason, it's like, so you can't, sometimes you can't ping certain things until you get rid of other pings. I don't know why the game does this. It's very select. Because other times you can put multiple pings down, or you can ping multiple objectives, or you can ping multiple people. But it, it seems like what's happening is, if I have a player infinite ping, like they're forever pinged on my map, 
I have to de-ping them before I can ping somebody else like that. Otherwise, I'm just hitting here, spamming spam? the button and targeting well, you, shit that's in front of me. Yeah, do you spam the ping button on the enemies? No, I, I hit it once or twice. I mean, I'll hit it, and when it doesn't work, I'll just hit it again, and I'll, you know, it'll just inevitably be like, well, this isn't working. <laughs> uh, but, but then I'll always, I'll still have this guy over here pinged. Like, <laughs> I had a guy pinged for the entire fucking game one time. And we were like sneaking around them and shit, and they had no fucking clue. And it's the like pinging is awful. It's just it's inconsistent as fuck. It you, you spam the button, and sometimes it actually unpings shit. Well, the guy called you'll me ping a behind one you. Time. You'll just not ping things for some reason. Well, the for the, for the <laughs> like we got called hacker because the guys were on the police academy, and we it was like the first time we encountered the infinite ping that day. And I ping the guy, and I'm like, I can just see this guy still. Like at, at first, I ping him at the front of the building, and you, and it's on him for a little bit. And I put my spotter scope away, you know, and I'm looking around. And then, you know, he goes behind the building and stuff. And I think nothing of it. I, I get distracted doing something else real quick until we start engaging. And then I'm like, I can still see the ping over this guy, like perfectly too. It's not like it used to be where it would kind of fade out when they would go behind something and then fade back in when they came out from somewhere or some shit like no this thing is perfectly tracking this guy and so he would he would pop up to snipe me and i'd just be waiting where his head was gonna be so he might, it just reminds me of the times monty was like that guy knew exactly where i was about to peek dude like yeah they well, probably had that that's shit. a new thing plus well it did happen a couple times that, that we were that shit um, that happened where that guy fucking just ping, 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 sniped me perfectly from, like, that had to be, like, 600 fucking meters away or some shit. And then he starts shooting you through walls and shit. That yeah, but he, to be the shooting through the walls thing, I could contribute to sniping. Yeah, but his ping. perfect three shots, he shot at me three times and he hit me all three fucking times. Yeah, it's it's difficult, right, because they immediately knew where we were, first of all. Like, they yeah. get up on the tower and start sniping us really, really early in the game. And then it's it's hard because you want to attribute it to, to the ping, but also just weird behavior. Like, we thought they were hacking 100% because I went into a building and the guy's shooting me through the wall. Now, maybe he knew that the, the walls can be shot through. I don't know. Maybe there's like a high velocity thing or some penetration round or something that does that. And he just saw my dot standing still. Okay. Uh, but then I feel like he was shooting at Mike as well. And it's like, how did they get multiple pings? Because I can only do it to one guy. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously we ran to a vehicle and got the fuck out of there. And then eventually got shit on by the dumbest mechanic in this fucking game, which is people being able to stack more than three people on their team. I mean, that is infuriating. When you show up at a gas station and then a, and then three dudes jump out because they think they're going to run all over you and then you just shit on those three guys and then one guy shows up and you shit on him and then the last guy shows up and he gets a lucky fucking, you know, jump on your teammate and then on you and he gets to pick up all fucking five of those people or four, whatever the math is. Like, that's fucking dumb. Why can you... Why? Why is there even a join my team when I down you thing? Oh, I'm down. Let me join your team. First of all, this is stupid. Because it shares the same button as looting. So I feel like most of the time people accidentally pick <laughs> yeah, people up. Yeah. That's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> Secondly, like, 
Why? And look, why, here's the, why do you want to give an advantage against people like that? Like six people versus even if it's five, just five people, five people versus three. That is heavily fucked up, heavily fucked up to create a scenario like that. One thing that's silly is it's hold E to loot or yeah, tap that's what I was gonna E say. to fuck I'm e telling you, they do that not. on purpose. They it's want like, people the to be picking other people up. It's some kind of dumbass. PR nonsense where some lady like, came in and was like, this is my first choice. Like, yeah, yeah, let's pick people up. What game was it where some developer was talking about what makes people feel good? Was that Fortnite or something like that? Like, they made decisions on the game and the balance of the game based off, like, the amount of times people win or something. Maybe it was Overwatch or something. I think shit. it was when Overwatch got rid of their, how did you like that match, you know, thing after each game? Because they were like, yeah, it turns out people don't like losing. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, you better believe that in video games right now, there's a, a desire to find a median where people win a couple games, lose a couple games, so that they won't quit. Because obviously you can't have them win every game. If they're winning every game, then somebody's losing almost every game. So they're trying to find like that median. And that's why Fortnite's so successful. You can, you can be the worst shoot aim in the world and you can win at Fortnite because all you got to do is learn how to build like a fucking neurodivergent person you know yeah. just fucking spin around and build up buildings until you get close enough that it doesn't matter if you can aim you have a shotgun and every shotgun in video games are fucking blunderbusses so just stuff it in their chest and pull the trigger <laughs> whoa dude your muzzle got peeled back like a banana peel <laughs> <laughs> i bet you they do shit like that they, that's the whole mentality behind tapping E versus holding E to pick somebody up into your team because, and it's annoying too, man. Like every time you accidentally do it, you now just have these random, this random guy and he runs over to the other guy and picks that guy up. Now you have five people in your team and they're not following you. They're not coordinated. They're just running around, making a bunch of noise, taking more of your fucking loot. You don't even get to get their guns and shit. Now it's just so fucking dumb. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in a video game. Like, imagine if you were playing multiplayer Call of Duty, like versus Team Deathmatch, and somebody dies and you can pick them up to get on your fucking team. Would anybody be okay with that? Oh, now it's like fucking 12 versus 8. Yeah, well. It'll be 7 versus so, 5, but yeah. Whatever, I was just making up a random number. <laughs> the point is, it's going to be skewed at that point. Heavily in favor of the team that's got more people. That That's dumb. Nobody would be okay with that. The games would devolve into matches of just like picking each other up back and forth. Like, now I'm on this team, now I'm on that team, now I'm on this team. Also, I don't have any desire of being picked up by people. Never once have I tried to be picked up by somebody after dying. First of all, I don't give a fuck about the gear that much. It's not that big of a fucking deal that I'm willing to but run most around of all, with a couple of people that just shat on me. Also, yeah, fuck them. I'm out of the game and into the fucking next one. I don't want to keep playing this game with these people. The fuck? <laughs> why? why Later losers, I... I'm on this team now. <laughs> like Monty's still alive and shit. It's like being <laughs> rewarded for nothing. And yeah, you're not with your team anymore. It's so dumb. It's the dumbest shit ever. Speaking also, of dumbest shit ever and Monty's still being alive, what about them assholes that just babysat you fucks for like the entire fucking <laughs> game 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, they waited it's what, like any 17? multiplayer game. Half of it sucks because of the people that play it. They waited ten minutes at our bodies in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, at least ten minutes, like for one guy there. to show up, and and they were a team of three at least. There might have been more there. I don't. I don't recall, but they waited for. Not only did they wait for ten minutes, but getting down to like the last minute, you started engaging them and were just shitting all over them. But of course, you know they get to pick each other up over and over because there's no system for that. There's no like requiring injector stems or some shit. I mean, you know, you have stems in the game. It makes sense that you have to have those to revive a teammate. Nope, just revive them whenever. <laughs> and they're useless. Make stems fucking useless. Yeah. Even though they're fucking everywhere. And then on top of that, like, you shit all over them. It's the last 44 seconds. The gas is starting to come. And they're still there. They're still there. You even you down one, you pick up Mike. You, you almost kill all of them. But, like, one guy survived, so you gun. know he's going to pick everybody up slowly. I brought a marksman rifle for a mission we didn't have. <laughs> so that's what they left me with. They looked at that gun and, like, Ugh, and left it. And, uh, when that guy came around the corner, I shot him in the head like four times, but it, it was just a fucking tack M. And fucking marksman rifles in this game are such a joke. We want sniper rifle, but all, like it doesn't even make any sense the categories they have for weapons. We have assault rifle, whatever that is, and then we have battle rifle. Okay, and then we have marksman rifle. And marksman rifle sniper rifle. because they use sniper ammo, so you get the yeah. same ammo pool as sniper rifle. But a gun that takes like three, four shots to kill someone. Yeah, why don't you just okay. consolidate the marksman rifles into the sniper rifle category and increase their damage? I mean, that's why I kind of like battle rifles because it's, you know, best bang for your buck per bullet. It uses fucking assault yeah. rifle ammo and you just don't go through it very quickly. Just have two categories, rifles and sniper rifles. Oh, what's a Lockman? That's a rifle. That's what it's called. It's called a rifle. That's what it is. What's uh? What's this uh, Signal 50? That's a sniper rifle. What's the difference? Well, this one has way less ammo and comes defaulted with a scope. What about this one? Well, this is a rifle. It doesn't have a scope, and it can carry more ammo. What's the difference between a battle... Can anybody tell me the difference between a battle rifle and an assault rifle? Le legitimately. What's the difference? Battle in rifle. real life. Have selective no, not in real life because there's no such thing. <laughs> oh, selective fire. Okay. Yeah. So what? Like either a burst <laughs> or a single fire, like primary. Except for the tax fucking V for some reason. So there's some weird system where they want to no, separate. They're, they're all single fire slash automatic. Yeah. Besides in the, in the game. Yeah. Besides the M16. That one's yeah, but that's an assault rifle, not a battle rifle. Is it? Oh. Yeah. They try to make it out like the, the, you know, the battle rifles use bigger ammo, better it range. It would make sense if depends. they used different ammo. It depends on the gun. Like the AK, or I'm sorry, the cast off 7.62 uses 7.62. Okay. That's an assault rifle. Okay, sure. And then you have the AK cast off 5.45. It uses 5.45. Okay. It's an assault rifle. The 7.4U uses five five what's the smaller five four five i don't remember uh, it's five four five by 45 or something, something like, that. like that um it's also an assault rifle but it all uses the same <laughs> ammo no they it's use different like... ammo but here's the thing then you go up what to do you mean? go and look at um the tac 56 uses five five six ammo it's an assault rifle 
I'm talking about in the oh, game. There's like am, SMG yeah, and then there's assault. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> but then if you go and look at the TAC-V, which uses 7.62, it's a battle rifle. So the AK, the, the cast-off 7.62 and the TAC-V both use 7.62. One's a battle rifle. One's an assault rifle. <laughs> like, it makes no fucking sense. It's not based on the bullet for some reason. It's based on something else. Like you could easily put the 7.62 into battle rifles and it would fit there. And you'd still have two other cast off guns. No, three, three other, four. It might be four. The Vaznev, the 7.4U, the 5.45, the 7.62. And I think the mini back. It's really a poorly made All the system. same receiver. <laughs> and some of them are submachine guns. It's really a poorly made system because there's not like 7.62 ammo and 5.56 ammo and shit like that. It's just assault rifle ammo. It's assault rifle and slash submachine gun slash, or not submachine gun, sorry. Battle assault rifle, rifle yeah. battle rifle, light machine gun. Yeah, all share the same ammo. Uh, and that's, it, 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 which to me is like, what's the fucking point of having these different ammo types and these guns? And that's trying to pretend that it's but something different. Oh, this is run an LMG. Well, know. what they should have done, if, if you're going to have classifications yeah. like that, then have assault rifle ammo, have battle rifle ammo, have LMG ammo, have marksman rifle ammo, and then have sniper rifle ammo. You have to separate the ammos to make any sense for the different categories. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Because it's like, what's the benefit of me bringing a marksman rifle? Oh, it can carry more ammo than sniper rifles. Okay, that makes sense. Except it can't. Because the fucking ammo pools are all the fucking same in this shit, pretty much. Like, yeah, every ammo type. You can only have, like, what, 40, 40 in reserve for a marksman four. and a sniper? So here's the sniper everyone uses. Okay. <laughs> and here's a marksman rifle. What's like 40 fucking bullets? <laughs> all right, I broke his armor. <laughs> yeah. Nobody what? brings marksman rifles in this game. You never loot anybody and find marksman rifles. No, this is what yeah, it would be like. Period. Oh, tagged him. Broke his armor. Tagged him. Broke broke the rest of his... He's, he's gone. He's plating. <laughs> he's hiding. He's... he's right over there, guys. He's hiding. And then the guy with the sniper rifle. Boom. Downed him. Like, what? People will sit there and stare at you when you have a sniper. They'll, they'll have their little glint and you'll shoot a fucking marksman rifle at them, and they'll just look at you <laughs> until they finally shoot you. <laughs> it's just me. You'll just be tagging them. Pop, 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 and then they just down you. <laughs> I don't know what that guy was hitting me with, but it felt great. <laughs> it's like a massage. I feel Just amazing. catching bullets in your teeth. There's only oh, two submachine it. guns that are good. Everything else is pretty much trash. And then there's a couple of assault rifles that are good. And some I mean, battle rifles. Machine guns are good in the sense that they melt people, sure. But the ammo, you you just burn through the ammo, man. Well, that's why everybody runs with the RPK kitted out because the RPK has high ammo and does a lot of damage. It's just slow to ADS, so you got to fuck with the ADS time pretty heavily. That's why I like the battle rifles better. They're a little bit faster than light machine guns. And, well, in DMZ, uh, it's put, fine because you you're not high, running high against multiple teams typically that often. But I also yeah, do like, single fire most of the time because if it's AI, it's one headshot. And if it's a player, it's well, only like four shots. About five a quarter shots. of the AI is one headshot. 
the, well, the still, other three quarters are fucking. There's no point the unless up. it's a, a dire situation to go full auto even oh, against yeah, armored. So I'm trying to find guns that I can spam the single fire and uh, be more accurate. Yeah, I get Pretty it. much, it's like the TAC V, the or the M13 or the Lockman 556. But the Lockman is one of those things where like it felt really good to shoot in the firing range and feels like absolute dog shit in the game, and I I don't know why. Like that, the recoil on that one just went straight up. So you just aim at the head and ping, 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 ping. But in game, it's just I I don't know. I wish I could explain it, but I can't. It just feels like shit. I've noticed that in like in regular multiplayer, that Lockman like it feels really good when your shots connect. But there are times where it's like, why the fuck aren't my shots connecting? Because fuck you. No, it's got like this weird thing going on with it. And it also has you. a really long reload time because you got to yeah. smack the fucking bolt down or whatever. Well, you got to load each round individually. Doesn't have a magazine. Hey, what gun are you talking about? Talking about the Lockman, right? Yeah, the 5.56, five, the assault oh, rifle. shit. No, I'm, I'm thinking Lockwood. God damn it. Oh, yeah, but that gun's fun in multiplayer. Yeah. The the lock min is essentially the um the German uh the HK guns like the MP5. Yeah, and it looks yeah. stupid. I hate the way they look. <laughs> but they're like really good guns, so. I mean, HK makes good guns in real life, but yeah, they uh they're a little silly. I wonder if they're going to bring the uh the Scorpion back. No. What did they call it? I can't remember what they called it. It was like one of the later SMGs that they brought in. In uh, the first Modern Warfare. Well, 2019 anyways. Yeah, I think Black Ops 4 had it. Was it? I thought that um, it was like one of the... It wasn't called the same thing, but... Yeah. Well, I mean the modern Scorpion. The Scorpion Evo type thing. I think it had a three-letter name. It's like an ICO or some shit. I don't think we need any more submachine guns. I think we need more battle rifles. Yeah. I think they need to make battle rifles and assault rifles just the same fucking thing and just do something clever about the marksman rifle system. Because as it stands, it's just fucking stupid. Just give it its own fucking ammo for now. Just have it stop using fucking... I mean, marksmen sniper rifle in, you know, multiplayer, but in DMZ, you know, it's the weapon type or the ammo type. So you, you have the same reserves no matter what. Yeah. And why the fuck do submachine guns only have like 145 in reserves? Right. I mean, it just breaks the fucking pattern. Like, shouldn't it have more than assault rifle, which is 210? It should have... Right? Like three hundred fifty or something. I mean, I don't know who the fuck is in charge over there at that studio, but <laughs> they ain't brain heavy. They they're room temperature IQ people, because it just doesn't make any fucking sense that you would have a gun that doesn't kill as fast as like an M4, but then has less ammo. What's the fucking benefit? Well, it shreds people, man. No, it doesn't shred people. It uses more bullets. They just come out faster. So it's relatively similar kill times. It's you're you're talking about a couple. They only seconds, kill faster like within like eight seconds. meters 
or something. It's right. really close range. And and even then, it's only like a couple quarters of a second or some shit. Yeah, but again, that's why I like using battle rifles, because I can put a fucking hybrid scope on it, and they switch to full auto, so I can be pretty effective at close range, too. Just everything in one gun, and it holds 210 bullets. So I can have like an ACOG, an ACOG hybrid thing, and have like a red dot. And then I have, you know, the, the 4X for distance, and I can switch between single shot and full auto. So now I have like two whole ranges covered with one gun. And guess what? <laughs> Until you hit tier three, all you can bring in is one gun. Like if you bring a sniper, you're relying on contraband, which is mostly shitty. Your only hope is to really kill somebody and then take their gun. Yeah. And don't crash or, you know, get killed by cheaters or ambushed by six people. It's another system. I mean, we don't have to talk about it today because we talked about it last week, but that whole fucking weapon refund system. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before, but... Half the fun of that game is making your own guns. And you don't get to fucking use them if you crash. Sorry. Gotta wait two hours. <laughs> you didn't You didn't die, but you left the game. It's just a dumb system. Like, we already have systems... Hey, game developers, we already have systems in place for if people leave early. It's called their body stays there for like a minute, two minutes, something like that. And then just show me they left the game. Listen, if I down Cum Guzzler 69 and then I see Cum Guzzler 69 has left the game, I know to move up on him. Easy as that. What's the problem? It's going to be fair. We don't want to hurt Cum Guzzler's feelings. We don't want people to combat log. Right. <laughs> like that's really that's the community though right like they they have to do it a certain way because otherwise people oh we're in combat quick log out and then oh they log down and then they log back in oh they reconnected <laughs> caught him because that's what gamers would do because most gamers are pieces of shit True not not our audience though you know nah these guys are <laughs> Everyone who listens Most to this podcast women. is not one of those people. Correct. That's right. It's true. Well, it's it's the best audience. I don't say that, but other people say that, and I agree. Well, anyways, moving on from Call of Duty, I guess, because Jesus. I don't know what I mean, there the, is more to say the, about that game. They have I'll serious just complain. problems. It's like any game. The more you play it, the more the cracks show. And there's some pretty, pretty big fucking cracks in <laughs> DMZ. Like, holy shit. Yeah, but okay. True as fuck. Pretty big fuck. <clears throat> um, well, we got this Xbox Direct thing coming up soon. Apparently, they're going to do like a thing with Bethesda and show some shit off tomorrow. So Came not E3. Fucking nowhere. Well, I mean... <laughs> I think E3 is happening this year, but I don't know With how who? many company. Well, I'm, I don't know. It's going to be an event somewhere, but like the big names have many... been dropping out and no one's watching. Well, yeah, anymore. that's what I'm saying is I don't know how many big companies are not going there and going to do their own thing. But, Maybe they uh, were right. Maybe they were right to have it be press only back in the day. Remember when it was press only and then they opened yeah. it up to the public and yeah. everyone was like, yeah, was and then it got super gay because the public's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
So January 25th, that's tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. We're gonna, they're going to have a uh, Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct on Wednesday. Uh, wh- what do we know about this thing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, no one knows. They'll know when it happens. It's expected that they're going to talk about Elder Scrolls Online because they mentioned that in the um, their little blog post. Or, or rather, not going to talk about them because Elder Scrolls Online has their own little global reveal event thing immediately afterwards. So I guess there's going to be big Elder Scrolls Online news. If you're into that, I can understand mm-hmm. it. Like, ooh, new expansion or something. I mean, that's what we should do. Maybe we should all just start playing Elder Scrolls Online again. We, we know Starfield's not going to be there because they do also mention that the standalone show for, Star, uh, for Starfield is in the works, and there's more on that soon. So this is probably going to be more related to Microsoft and not really Bethesda that much because that's Bethesda's big hitters right now. Um, and, you know, I'm obviously I'm hoping for like another Prey game. That would be great. I loved that game. That game I don't know. It didn't. I mean, it did okay. It was a good game. Did okay. I but it. I like the shit out of it. I don't care. how They really dropped the ball with the DLC and. Uh, well, yeah, sure. I don't know. Didn't really lend itself to a sequel, and after the, uh, I think you just want Half Life Three. That's what you want. No, I don't. I don't give a fuck about Half Life Three. <laughs> I really don't. Everybody, yeah, Half Life is an overhyped game. Yeah, I'm saying it. It's it's overhyped. It's because you went back Half-Life. and played it 20 years later. For the time, it was, it was really good. I mean, it was a fun game. The original Half Life was a fun game, in a unique setting, and it was very interesting. And it it grabbed your your attention and you wanted to know what happened and then half-life 2 was pretty decent i mean again they kind of jutted you out into that interesting world that they have where you know they're getting invaded by aliens from other dimensions and that's cool and there was a lot of awesome stuff in half-life 2 and it was very different from what existed at the time um and then they did their episodic content and they left it on a cliffhanger, and apparently they fixed that with the VR game they made. I, I mean, a Half-Life 3 game being released today would probably be fun and enjoyable, because those games work. You know, we had um, we had other games like that, like Doom kind of being redone, and that works because they kept it in a similar fashion, and it turns out people, that's what people want. They don't want some modernized fucking bullshit. They, you know... I think there were people that got shit on it. Uh, what was it? IGN? Might have been IGN. Like some of the shittiest takes. It was either IGN or Games. I don't think it was GameSpot. It had to be IGN. Where they like reviewed Doom 2016 and were like, it just, it's just like, there's nothing new about it. It's just old Doom. It's like, yeah. That's the point. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's good. That's the fucking point, And it's man. not like old Doom. I mean, <laughs> there's definitely less... Uh, you know, zipping around and, you know, doing that little dash thing and jumping. Like, the I whole the whole gameplay loop is different. It used well, to just yeah, be strafe and shoot. Well, that's what I mean. They added something in that made it still feel like Doom, but also kind of increased the badass. Yeah, well, all the mechanics are back to old school mechanics, right? You, you don't regenerate health. You got to pick it up. You got to pick up all your ammo, and it's all over the fucking place. I mean, Rage 2 was really good. Prey was really good. Wolfenstein yeah. games were really good. I mean, I think it's evidence that they know what they're doing over there at Bethesda. 
people that are making those uh, titles. Um, it still so, blows me away that Rage 2 played so well and they can't make Elder Scrolls on that engine. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, that's the it's dream. Like, it's shit. Uh, yes, I'd like to run Elder Scrolls 6 yeah. at uh, 300 frames per second perfectly, please. Thanks. I also want, you know, when I click, I don't want it to feel like shit. I don't want to be shooting arrows through cliff racers and nothing happening. Okay. Cliff racer. Jesus. <laughs> so, I mean, is there anything you're hoping they talk about there? I mean, obviously they're not talking about Starfield. That game's probably going to get released in the next few months. I know it's been postponed <clears> and they haven't given a release date, but. I, I mean, don't know. They, they the Fallout games a... showing up on Game Pass or something. If that's not, not already a thing. Pass? Yeah. Well, I know that Bethesda used to have their own launcher and then they just got rid of it. And now if you own those games on the launcher, you'll have them on Steam. So maybe that yeah. get, they got taken over by another launcher like I mean, Xbox, who knows. If I'm subscribed to X to their little Microsoft shit, I should probably also be subscribed to 76, right? You would think Again, I don't know if that's a thing, but it should be. Uh, I'd love to, if it's not a thing, that's probably what I'd like to see them announce. Um, people are saying that they might talk about GoldenEye because Microsoft owns Rare. Um, you think, oh my God, you think you do, but you don't. I'm telling you. <laughs> Apparently there's supposed to be an Indiana Jones game that people are waiting on that's associated with them. Um I mean, if they don't do, they got to do something because this would be a very, they've had two disappointing years in a row with their little showcases. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, if GoldenEye all, is all people are hyped for, I don't think that's going to do it. Really. I mean, what can they do? I, I mean, mean really, you're only remake. pandering to everyone who's over 30. Right. And even then, <laughs> I think those people... There's a small group of people that are going, I really do want to sit down and play GoldenEye again. Like, I don't. I really don't. I don't care. And by the way, it already exists. Isn't there like a fucking fan-made version out there or some shit on the, on the yeah. Source Engine or something? Yep. So, I, I don't really I mean, care. what do you want to play it for? Yeah, the story? Know. Like, it's, how are they going to make it different than any other first-person shooter? It's going to be a generic first-person shooter with a golden eye coat of paint on it you know if you're nostalgic i'm sure it'll be a perfectly serviceable game but what are they gonna do bring back four player split screen come on <laughs> do it yeah, i I'd, I'd say probably look for game pass announcements more than anything i mean i know we live in the era of like remakes right now but and people are like oh i'd love to have a fallout 3 and new vegas remakes and stuff but like yeah they're not good. Microsoft doesn't remake games. They fucking remaster them. And they're not that good when they do it. So, I unless you're going to put that game on the ground up from another studio on a different engine, sure. <clears throat> what do you think about uh, Silent Hill 2 remake? That's Konami, though, right? Oh, yeah, but... You know, I think it's we're talking about remakes. We never talked talk, about that one. Well, they're talked about that. Yeah, they're doing the DC to Marvel thing, right? Like they're trying to catch up. They're just they're not going to tease well, people out for years. Just their most popular. You know what it is? I think they don't. I think whoever's in charge of Konami didn't recognize that the reason why Resident Evil wasn't the like Resident Evil One wasn't remade in the way that 
Resident Evil 2 was, before Resident Evil 2 was made, is because I, I think they don't realize that the developers at Capcom, as well as the fans, are completely happy with the first game and, it, and its remake that exists now. Like, they already remade number one. Yeah, it'd be yeah. cool to have one remade in the current style. Of I'm the Resident one who Evil gave Capcom remake. the idea to do it, so. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> the first one. Yeah, I know. I, I, I would love to play Resident Evil 1 on the same engine and the same play style and, and, and control scheme, all that stuff, as RE2 Remake and RE3 Remake. Yeah, sure. So, but, but you know what also would be I awesome? I think you do that later after you've done four and five and maybe even fix six permanently. You can even take one, two, and three and put them together and make them like a multi uh, scenario like a thing. Oh, yeah. Well, no, like make it one big remade game, you know, for 2050. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be Resident good. Like, Evil a, Ultimate like some, remake. Kind of, some kind of anniversary thing where they remake the first game and then bundle in the second and third one and they kind of smoothly go together seamlessly. Well, see, I'd actually like to see that, but I'd also like to see, um, you know, the reason they did pre-rendered backgrounds back in the day was so that they could devote more polygons to the characters and still have more detailed backgrounds. So yeah. imagine if they took that same philosophy and did it today. Like, yeah, my 4090 is going to 100%, 99% focus on fucking Jill Valentine's fat tits. And then we're going to have well, 16K pre-rendered backgrounds and shit in the background that are photorealistic, like for real. Ray tracing and all that shit. Dynamic lights. That would be fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would also like to see Resident Evil 2 and 3 remade with a fucking, you know, locked-in camera and... You know, pre-rendered backgrounds and all that shit. Still images, you know, like the old style Resident Evil 1. I mean, they'd look so fucking good now. Yeah, I think it's a tragedy that every time they remake one of these games, they don't automatically do it that way. At least for 2 and 3. Uh, I, I get that 4 never had that. But 2 and 3, you, you got the blueprint for it. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. But I don't expect anything to come out of this Microsoft Bethesda announcement at all. Uh, all the we already know what all their teams are working on. Their arcane guys are working on uh, what is it? Red something? The fucking vampire Left for Dead game? Uh, Redfall? They've told us already. Starfield and Elder Scrolls aren't going to be talked about at this event. Elder Scrolls is going to have their own event afterwards. Probably talking about some. Expansion, I don't care about that game because it's not very MMO friendly. You know, it's if you like to play games by yourself, go for it. But it, it's one of those. Well, I'm, maybe this one will be different. Maybe they fixed it. But I mean, when we played, you got no credit for your friend's activity. Um, everybody just wants to hear about GoldenEye. I don't really care about that. You know what I'd really like to hear is instead of a GoldenEye, I'd like to hear that uh, they're going to have rare focus on making Sea of Thieves more of a friendly uh, co-op experience and less of a fucking grief. Like, everybody that talks about it, they have a problem with being griefed by other players. And the only people that are fine with the griefing are the people doing the griefing that still play the fucking game. The game's dying. And you have these people out here that are like, 
It's pirate games. What pirates do? No, pirates didn't just kill each other, man. Pirates went after, like, government and shit. Like, the whole concept of piracy is that you go after big corporate or big government or something like that. That's what pirates do. They don't just kill each other willy-fucking-nilly. Alright? And this mentality is just like, oh, let me go park my ship somewhere and dive under the ocean so I can go get this thing for this mission I'm doing. And then I come back up and some douchebag that did this six months ago is just camping my boat and already sank it. LOL. Now I can't take this key I got back. I got to do it all over again. Can't hide my ship anywhere. Can't do none of that shit. <clears throat> can't even like, yeah. oh, you can hide your ship over here and then swim over there. Nope. Sharks. Man-eating sharks. Great. Like the core gameplay of having a ship was the only thing they did right. Everything else was trash. Everything social about it, the, the lack of progression, just resetting all your equipment every time. Awkward combat with like one sword animation and one lunge you keep doing over and over again. Yeah, well, the fact that you watch people play that shit at a high level, whatever the fuck that means, and it's just, it's not even, it's not, people think they're doing something difficult. Oh, look, I hit this guy two times and then I ran under the, uh, under the deck and started eating a pork chop. Now I'm going to go back up and shoot him and then, and then run around in a circle reloading my blunderbuss so I can chop him up again and then go eat another banana. Like, that's literally the fucking combat. Just who can spurg out over the other guy? Well, I won yeah. that hectic combat because I had enough bananas on me and I, you know, like, whatever, dude. And you, every time you see one of these top-level guys killing people, what's it look like? He's running around, his mouth is fucking jiggling and shaking all over the fucking place. He can barely keep track of what he's doing. He's constantly running around eating and hitting people and killing people. And then the other fucking people, the people he's killing are just like standing around going, what's going on, man? Because they don't stupid. care. They don't care about fighting. <laughs> they're not there to PvP you, bro. They're, play they're trying to play the game. And you're like, I'm going to go fucking tuck on their ship. I'm going to go lay down behind some barrels, dude. Look at this shit. And the developers are so stupid. They're like, yeah, let's put some fucking emotes in it where it turns you into a barrel. <laughs> they let's did that? promote that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Now, by the way, well, I good don't, by the way, I don't mind that. If your focus on PVP is on this fucking BR mode they had, where it's like a separate mode where people go in and, and PvP against each other. But they don't want to do that. These PvPers don't want to do that. They want to grief people that are out there with no intention to fight. That's what they want to do. That's why they don't go to that mode. There's a dedicated PvP mode, but they don't use it. Why? Because they want to grief people. Because they don't want to challenge, because gamers are dickbags. Typically. Here we go again, but not yeah. our audience. No, yeah, no, our, not, not you guys. guys. We love you. Guys. Even if you like playing Sea of Thieves and griefing people. You're not those people. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I don't know no, what no, else no. to expect from them. I mean. I, yeah, I don't know. The only great thing that's happened to Microsoft was the their acquisition of Bethesda. And right now we know everything that's coming out of Bethesda. I, I wouldn't be hyped for anything. I mean, if they announce something interesting like that, but I don't know who the fuck's going to do it. Um, so 
Ooh, Halo guys, maybe another Halo. <laughs> All these fucking Halo people there. Guys, but we're gonna fix Halo. Halo. <laughs> like, what is there? Gears of War. This time you can have two drones that can't play the game <laughs> for a total of four people, and it also supports split screen. <laughs> Look, guys, we got caught. Two guys play as people, and the other one plays as a drone. Oh God. You remember that? Do you remember the era? I don't think people, I don't think these Zoomers out here remember the era of game developers trying to get tablets and phones as part of video. Remember when they first showed oh, off yeah. the division? Was it the first division or the second one where they were showing off like, oh, then Dave shows up and plays on the tablet from the couch and he's like a drone marking shit. <laughs> what a fucking joke that period was. I think that's what that Gears of War was supposed to be like it was a relic from that fucking old time of like <laughs> it's like somebody will play on a tablet like, what are you guys? supposed to do fucking swap out for the drone like two people are in heavy combat getting fucked up and then monty shows up like, hey guys i found you some ammo yeah it's like <laughs> these fucking it's like these fucking people that you keep seeing get fired from big tech companies right now where they're like a day in my life on tiktok here i am i come into work i barely do any fucking work i eat a bunch of food and drink some wine and stuff while I'm on the job. And like, I can't wait to go home and play on my tablet. Like, it's like a fucking trendy lifestyle or some shit. Like, that's not what gamers are. Gamers are mostly people that sit at home and play games all day. And if they have a job, they come home and they just sit down and play video games. They're not fucking... They're not, it's not this fucking weird trendy shit that they keep putting out there where it's like, oh no, I live in an apartment building with four other nerd geek nerds and like they all have their own little quirks and stuff like it's the fucking, like it's, like it's an episode of, you know, uh, friends. <laughs> this, this guy likes to play on tablets and he's going to come in the living room and just, oh guys, you need me to help spot for you while you're doing your I mean, Destiny still does division? that with their fucking weapon system. It's like, hey, you really want to, <laughs> you know, get shit out of your stash? Whip out your phone. Speaking well, of Destiny, anymore. speaking of Destiny, you know how sometimes, like, there's some kind of bug and they have to disable a weapon? Yeah. Well, there was a bug deleting all types of progress, so they yep. disabled Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were people that were losing their characters for a couple of days, but I think that was on a console. Now, this was like... um. Triumph progress and exotic weapon catalyst progress, like all but this I shit. Mean, you know, the point of grinding shit out. The reason believe people play the game was broken. But believe it or not, they're finally doing the things Mike and I were asking for six years ago or something like that. Yeah, too little, too late. The ex wife of video games. Man. You took everything I had and shit she's, all over me. She's going to keep coming around because she's got your kid. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So Final Fantasy got some uh, leakage going on. There's a uh, little event coming up for Final Fantasy, like the 35th anniversary presentation. Everybody is expecting a lot of information on all sorts of projects that Square's doing, especially Final Fantasy related. But somebody put out a thing 11 days ago from a 4chan leak. Um, and at the time, it wasn't really believed, but it has been kind of uh not necessarily proven a hundred percent but it's got a lot more you know salt added to it in terms of how much you can trust it because it does mention things that have now been announced today 
about Final Fantasy XIV, and that is so. I'll go over the 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 confirmation first. Is that um, well, that would make no sense. So we'll we'll start. We'll do timeline. So uh, the the apparently the anniversary presentation is going to have uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster promotional video, possibly release date. Uh, some other shit related to Final Fantasy stuff, like you know, music stuff and things like that, where you're going to be able to go watch a concert or whatever. Um, <clears throat> World of Final Fantasy II for people that care about that. Stories of Ivalice, War of the Lions. That sounds pretty interesting. That's the Final Fantasy Tactics stuff. Supposed to be. I don't know if that's a remake or a sequel. Um, apparently, Final Fantasy X-3 is in development. Don't know what that's all about. That's why people thought this wasn't real, because that seems a little crazy. 10 3. Uh, they're going to have a 7 Rebirth Memories trailer or something like that. I don't know what the fuck that means, which apparently is going to give a 100% release date on it. I like the actual date. Final Fantasy 16 Focal Presentation Announcement, which will probably have a lot of detailed, in depth talk. We All we've had so far are just trailers and combat trailers. I mean, apparently it's going to be. Like Final Fantasy 15, but way better. Not so much just a hold down one button thing, but actual combos and things like that. We'll see. But here's the thing they talked about. So Final Fantasy Online. So Final Fantasy 14 subscription service is going to change to a Unity project for Final Fantasy 11 and Final Fantasy 14 because they're going to remake Final Fantasy 11 or remaster it, something like that. A rework is what they call it. Um. So, like, they're, they're basically they're trying to do like a World of Warcraft classic thing where they're trying to bring back Eleven in a repurposed state, kind of updating it to a Final Fantasy XIV kind of control scheme and way it plays and mechanics and things like that, and bundling that together into one subscription. So, if you're subscribed to XIV, you'll be subscribed to Eleven. And then, of course, Final Fantasy Mobile. We got Ever Crisis Closed Beta August 8th, which hints that that game's not coming out anytime soon, which is unfortunate because I'd like to play that. Uh, Dissidia, another Dissidia game. That's their fighting game franchise stuff. And then uh, mm. Final Fantasy Brave Exvius promotional video, along with some other stuff, uh, like uh, some OST-type release information for Endwalker and uh, some Square Enix store sale shit. And people were like, well, this sounds legitimate sounding, except for that 10-3 stuff. And then, of course, today, uh, they released on the Square Enix Final Fantasy 14.com website, stating, in late February, we are planning to change the payment processor used for purchases made on the Final Fantasy 14 MOG station, Final Fantasy 14 online store, and Square Enix account management sites. This change should not have an impact on most purchases, but we wanted to inform and clearly communicate to customers of any potential changes. The change should not impact customers who are currently enrolled in a recurring subscription plan. However, future updates to an existing recurring subscription, such as starting a new recurring subscription or making updates to the payment method on the existing recurring subscriptions, will be processed through a new payment processor. Switching to an existing recurring subscription plan to the new payment processor will require the re-registration of their payment method, although the current payment processor will continue to be available for a period following the change. We recommend updating an active recurring subscription after the change offer, uh, occurs as this will help prevent any account access disruptions in the event that the current payment processor is no longer available. 
Furthermore, some of the existing payment methods will no longer be available following the change. While we hope to reintroduce some of the discontinued payment methods over time, we recommend considering alternate payment methods in the meantime. We apologize for any inconvenience, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> so they say the unavailable payments and all that. Um, so it looks like they are doing something to the subscription system that might that is kind of hinting that this leak may be true. Of course, this uh, presentation doesn't happen until February 7th. So that's like two more podcasts away before we're talking about that again. But it's something to consider. The only crazy thing on here would be a Final Fantasy X-3. Of course, Final Fantasy X was a very popular Final Fantasy game. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. And then X-2 was ridiculous. Um, it's almost like they were trying to pander to girls. <laughs> like, hey, hey, dudes, do you like this Final Fantasy stuff? Yeah. Here's something for your girlfriend or sister. Oh, what? <laughs> Yeah, you can change your clothes. I mean, the combat wasn't bad. The system wasn't bad, but it was really hokey. And then it was supposed to kind of connect a little bit to 10, but it didn't. And people were upset about that. So I guess maybe 10, 3, they really want that happy ending. Which whatever, if it, if it does make a comeback, that's, I'm okay with it. As long as it's not some hokey shit. Because... Uh, Final Fantasy X was pretty good. It had a really good combat system. It, had that, it, it was one of those ones, I think it might have been the only one that had a real turn-based system outside of like tactics or something like that, where you could see who was going to go next and kind of plan out really well. And based off your actions, it would adjust where you fell on the, uh, the turn rotation. And that I liked that combat system. Um, so I'd love to see that return instead of some fucking dress fear nonsense. And, you know, maybe Final Fantasy XI. I mean, if, if they take Final Fantasy XI and make it like fourteen and get rid of all the ridiculous... I mean, the way that Blizzard should have done Classic. I know people love Classic. Oh, Classic! It's not that great. If they, It would have been nice if they took Classic and, like, you know, brought it up to today's standards. Cause I, no, they did I, the opposite of that. Yeah, they did the opposite. And I, I've already been there, done that, and I don't understand people's desire to do it all over again. Um, I get bored of retail while wow, as it is. And that's not because it's bad. It's just repetition is boring. For, here's the thing I'll say. If you don't think repetition is boring, you probably don't have a job or have never had a job. It's fucking annoying. Okay? my Doing data entry was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. I hated it. <laughs> I don't want to ever have to do it again. I, I like it. <clears throat> Oh. It paid more, yeah. Well, I just got to type shit into a computer all day. Okay. Oh God, I can't. I can't do that. I guess it's some personalities, different groups, different. Yeah, it's cathartic, you know. You folks. get to zone out and just do your job. I get some thinking done. I don't want to be thinking at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all we got for that. Moving on from that, we can talk about Forspoken. Yeah, what the fuck is Forspoken? So explain it like I've learned. I've learned some interesting things about Forspoken. It's developed by, and I think this will make sense when I say this. When you look at the trailers and the way the game looks, like the way the graphics look on it, you know, when they have fire on the screen, it has that really weird sparky effect that goes on with fire these days. 
especially like sure well i'll tell you who i'll tell you that so the same people who made final fantasy 15's combat system worked on this game and i think okay. that makes a lot of sense because when i watched that trailer of the combat and the gameplay of Forspoken, I was always thinking like, this looks very Final Fantasy V-ish. Like how, you know, a summon would happen and then, you know, some shit would get exploded or something like that. And then you come back and everything's got embers everywhere, but it kind of looks weird to some degree. It's not like really, it doesn't really convince you that it was fire, but it kind of has that weird kind of, you know, like they put a filter on top of everything for a couple of seconds which is exactly what it looks like. Similar stuff here. Like the the combat, the visuals in this game have that kind of effect. Um, I have a whole set of notes here. All of the embargoes released yesterday, but I went over a lot of things um, just on top of stuff. There was a demo that came out that was playable a couple weeks back, something like that. So the story has way too much dialogue. It's one of those games where it's crazy because Amy, Amy Hennig is involved in this and she's like a, you know, pretty famous writer in the video game world that has done some good things. Like, uh, I mean, she did Blood Omen and Legacy of Kane stuff. You know, that was, that was kind of her claim to fame, I guess. I think she also worked on KOTOR back in the day, maybe. I don't exactly remember if that's true. Um, but she's pretty famous. People think of her as a good writer, but apparently, I don't know what she did in this game. I don't know if she wrote the dialogue. I don't know if she wrote the story. And I don't know if she wrote kind of maybe the setting. You know, it's like George R. Martin with Elden Ring. He didn't write everything. He just kind of gave them names and houses and lineages and locations and things like that, you know. And the rest of it was put together by the, that team, like the item names and stuff, so that feels similar to a, a Dark Souls game. But here, there's definitely too much dialogue. It's got that problem. It's almost got that, like, Netflix amateur writer problem where a lot of the dialogue is hokey as fuck and um, there's too much of it. Like, it's trying to be a Marvel movie-type writing. You know, there's this exchange between the lead character. And you, this is probably what you'll see the most if you look around on the internet at people's reviews is, there's this exchange. So, so it starts off with this girl in New York City. And you're straight up in New York City. You're walking around it and stuff. It kind of feels... It's got that uh, Spider-Man thing going on, you know? <clears throat> it feels similar to that. And you're like, okay, this is interesting. And <laughs> you run into a gang, which is composed of the most ridiculous diversity gang I've ever fucking seen. Like, there's girls in it. And it's, it's less of a gang and more of like a high school bully situation. Except the bullies are <clears throat> not as tall as the main character. They're skinny and frat. You know, that kind of bullshit writing. Sure. They're dressed up like they their parents make money. So, you know, not gang at all. <laughs> One of them has a gun and pulls out a gun on the girl. She climbs away. She, like, climbs up this, uh, this fence. And up onto this uh, emergency, like one of those emergency um, stairwell systems that they have on the exterior part of buildings. Uh, and she's like, it takes like a full minute for her to get away from these people. 
all while one of them has a gun and she's like flipping them off and saying shit back at them and you know trying to be spunky because in today's modern writing you know people are injecting themselves these writers are injecting themselves into these characters and they can't have a moment of weakness because they're just narcissistic as fuck so here's a character that can't at any moment beg for her life or try to trick them or anything instead she's just flamboyantly upset and calling them names and flipping them off all while they have a gun and at no point do they shoot her it's really weird like why'd you pull a gun out whatever fucking stupid there's uh she finds this um object so she can get back at them she finds this object this like relic inside a store somewhere very uh kind of a <laughs> kind of a ripoff of like uh what was the what was that movie with macaulay culkin where he goes and finds the books books yeah i don't remember it's like an animated movie maybe i'm thinking of something else but he goes in and get, she goes in and gets this relic it's like a bracelet it's like a bracelet that looks almost like a ruler like a of the bracelets. It's like it's like a bracelet that coils around the arm like nine to twelve times or something like that. And she uh, it, it, she gets it on her arm and it starts talking to her. And I don't know who's voicing this character. It sounds like the dude from the office that also did the fucking orb guy from Portal Two. You know what I'm talking about? It sounds like him, but it could be somebody else trying to be like him. It could be some situation where whoever wrote this was like, I love Portal 2, and I would really like that kind of thing happening in this game. Um, just checking IMDB, see if it is him. Uh, let's see here. Nope, Jonathan Cake doing the voice. I don't know who the fuck that is, but he's really trying to sound like the guy from The Office. Um... Portal 2, let's see here. Because you're not gonna you're not knowing the name. <laughs> Portal 2. Uh Steven Merchant, that's who. So he's trying to do his best Steven Merchant, it sounds like. Like when Steven Merchant played Wheatley from Portal 2. Uh it doesn't it feels weird because she just names him Cuff for no reason. Because oh Cuff, get it? Because it's cuff. <laughs> And it looks like she's wearing like multiple bracelets, but it's literally just one. Um, the actress that plays her is doing a pretty good job at delivering lines and stuff. Uh, but there's just way too much fucking dialogue between. You'll get dialogue in between cutscenes, and you'll you'll feel like you accidentally. It's one of those games where they talk so fucking much outside of cutscenes when you're just roaming around that shit'll get cut off in a cutscene. Like you'll. You'll enter a cutscene and a conversation was happening and it just gets cut off and it never comes back. You know, it's not like God of War where they come back to it later when you sit back down on the boat or something like that. Um, apparently, so the scene that everybody, get through this real quick, the scene that everybody talks about is the scene where Cuff is like talking and I guess they're trying to make her seem like a really kind of down-to-earth girl or something like that because she's she's thrown into this fantasy realm uh you know because it starts in new york at first but then she's thrown into this fantasy realm and she you know plays the kind of out of place kind of mo modern person for a while but then for some reason she wants to get back to new york and it's like why this is a girl <laughs> yeah, new york who, sucks well she's <laughs> she's she's homeless 
in the mo- in the game. Like she doesn't have a home to go to or parents or anything like that. She's poor and all this shit. Like wh- why does she want to go back? There's no reason for her to want to go back. It's not like old movies where it's like, oh, I got to get back home because my parents care about me and stuff. And I miss my parents. And that's kind of the fucking moral of the story is to be kind because you never know when it's going to go away. But in this, it's like, why wouldn't you want to say? And it's very predictable, like, who she is to this realm. It's one of those very predictable endings. I won't say if people have spoiled it. I won't spoil it. It's really fucking hokey, cringe. Like, oh, of course, you know, I'm sure you There's can a guess demo. from just me saying that. Um, yeah. You could play the demo because the combat's not bad. I'll get to that in a minute. Just the story is very dry and redundant. Mixed reviews on Steam. Yeah. So there's a scene between them where like the guy, the the cuff is talking to her and she like mocks it or something. Well, what do you sound like this? Because he speaks with like a British type of accent, kind of like an old medieval type accent. She's, she makes fun of it. And then he returns back to her and says... He does the same thing, like, why do you talk like that? Like, kind of a valley girl sound, like a New York kid or whatever. I don't, I don't fucking know what her accent's supposed to be. And then she, like, gets really offended by this and says, you sound fucking stupid. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's not likable. It's not likable. And this is like, this is like somebody you're supposed to be teamed up with because that's where all your powers come from. That short fucking clip where a dude from the office goes to get coffee and this chick with like a really bad fucking vocal fry is like taking his order she's like why are you talking like that and she's like why are you talking like that i don't know it's pretty it's a funny clip you've watched them yeah all right <laughs> all right all right uh, all right want to hear the recommended settings for uh ultra if you want to play at ultra settings yeah, let's hear it. Windows 10 or 11, uh, Ryzen 5 5800X or an Intel Core i7-12700, 32 gigs of RAM, uh, a Radeon RX 6800 XT, 16 gigabytes, or an RTX 4080, 16 gigabytes, uh, a solid-state drive, and not just any solid-state drive, an NVMe solid-state drive, 150 gigabytes or more. Additional notes, 2160p at 60 frames per second. So if you expect to get 4K 60, um, that's what you need. Yeah, I mean, the writing is... I mean, we'll get to that in a minute because there is a serious issue with... And it's funny because people are saying like, yeah, it's really not a well-optimized port. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll wait a patch or three. Well, I will. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that because <laughs> that is kind of a negative. Uh, after we get to the only positive, but th- I put a video in admin there. You can see as an example, uh, it's uh, it's really bad. It's really bad, and it happens a lot. I mean, we'll watch it after. This is a podcast. Um, Audio. But she's only. so you know she gets these magical powers and. Um, by the way, a lot of story is hidden behind text logs. Like you have to go into the menu and read text logs like destiny one to get some of the story out of this game. (laughs) Well, no destiny (laughs) Two fixed that. Don't be fair. You be fair. Yeah. You were there with destiny one. You had to actually go to a website. You couldn't even get it in the game. 
um, in Destiny oh, cool. 1. They did their um, job for themselves. So it's just some amateur writing for the to the to the highest degree. And I won't talk too much more about that because that's really all there is to say about it. It's very story-wise, it's very lackluster. It's very lame. But gameplay-wise, it's not that bad. Um the parkour is really good. You know, the traversal feels smooth and shit. You can try this in the demo. If you don't want to play the game, you can get a feel for how that is. Um they have this stamina bar for no reason though. It's like one of those games where you think this is somebody needed to tell them get rid of the stamina bar and nobody ever did that during the game development because it's like why why are you going to have this game where you have some kid brought into this fantasy realm and they can do parkour and magic and then you have a stamina bar like what the fuck this like stamina and mana are they gotta figure out a better way to balance shit in games other than stamina there's no balance necessary because you can't even use the parkour in combat I mean, you can, but it's, it's, you can't, you can, but you can't. Okay. Because you have to use button combo. There's no way you're going to play this game on mouse and keyboard. It's just, it's not going to feel good. This is one of those games where even if you played it on PC, it's, you're going to play it with a fucking controller. And in order to cast magic, you can't also fucking run around and do parkour. It's, it really kind of, you'll parkour into the situation and then you just stop doing parkour and start doing magic. And it doesn't feel good. Where, you know, you can look at games like Spider-Man as a great example of how you should be using traversal also in the combat. When you play Spider-Man, the PS5 or PS4 versions, uh, you, you swing around and you do all this shit and you come up to some bad guys and you just, you can still like jump off of shit and swing off of shit and you're jumping in the air and you're fighting them in the air and you're swinging them around and throwing them with your webs and you're pulling yourself long distances towards them and shit you that you don't have that here for some reason it's just as soon as you engage in combat it's like oh okay now we're casting magic you don't get a melee weapon till like a portion through the game and it feels like shit because now you finally have a melee aspect and you can start you know doing melee abilities that feels good and there there is some good stuff about it in terms of um you know you can mix and match a lot of uh you can mix and match a lot of combat elements and that's cool i'll get more into that but um finishing up so it you know it takes away your control a lot when you're especially in the beginning of the game like for the first quarter of the game like you're just fucking walking around all the time like this welcome welcome to it's it's very um what's a game i could describe that as uh fuck what was the name of that game we all played anthem it's got that (laughs) anthem problem where the first quarter of the fucking game is just welcome to this city that you're supposed to care about all of a sudden let's go meet people hey this is herpty dirk number one and he's got a personality and here's (laughs) herpty dirk number two and she's got a personality like yeah, that's great. I don't care. When you go back and play games like Final Fantasy VII, the original, you didn't you didn't arrive in Sector Seven and then have to go around and meet every little fucking shopkeep and every little fucking person. And they could have ruined the remake by doing that, by the way, but they didn't. They understood that. Like you, you meet one brand new character. It's like the old lady, and she she you literally talk to her for a half second, and then that's really it. And then maybe the robot kid, but he just gives you missions. Everybody else is just mission givers. And you don't give a fuck. Oh, I'm not learning their backstory. They don't have quirks. It's all the party. 
But it's like, oh, we got to have that in all video games. We got to have party members that aren't party members because they're going to show up later in cutscenes. And you got to care about them because they might sacrifice themselves. I don't care is the answer. I don't care. Okay. I'm here to get in a fucking mech suit and go kill shit. Why the fuck am I walking around looking at these fucking overly high definition characters in a goddamn city that should just be. Uh, that's one thing I'll give credit to Destiny. They don't. Uh, go Go talk to the fucking. The mailman. Go talk to the mailman robot and get to learn what their quirks are and what they're all about. Like you don't even, it's just got one or two lines of dialogue about getting your fucking mail and that's it. It's a hub to go to. That's why nobody likes those moments in Destiny 2 where you have to go talk to Zavala. Oh great, we gotta go, we gotta go talk to Zavala and he's gonna stand here with his arms behind his back and tell us about how it was back in the day. And back in my day, they used to whip you if you didn't say your name was a certain name. <laughs> like, yeah, we get it, okay? <laughs> All right, Kuta Kente, we got it. <laughs> so that's probably its biggest problem is, is that is and the Toby. whole parkour and not being able to fight at the same time. And it's very jarring, if you play, especially if you play a game like Miles Morales or whatever like that, and, and then you come into this game, you're like, how? How is this a thing? Because this is this studio's first game, and I got to tell you, it feels like a tech demo that was put together to show off the PlayStation 5's capabilities, and then one, and that developer just went, let's just use this as our game. Like they fell in love with it. You know, it's like a, we got a tech demo, and then they fell in love with their tech demo, and then tried to make something out of it. So they brought writers in, and it was like, yeah, try to make something out of this setting. And the setting is very... You can tell, so, uh, you know, when you think about a game like Elden Ring, which won Game of the Year last year and was considered by a lot of people as a great standard for video games, they're not just putting shit together and going, okay, let's write a story now that we've built the world. They build the world with the story. The story and the world are combined together. This is true for every Dark Souls game, Bloodborne, whatever. That's what's appealing to them, is the story, the world tells a story. People are like, ah, best narrative. Yes, best narrative. Hey, I read stuff on, like, ability. No, you don't. It's all in the world, man. You, if, I, if you walk into a room and there's a bunch of dead bodies on the ground, you're not going to go, what happened here? You're going to go, well, well, people died here. That's what happened. You're going to know what happened. People died here. Like... <laughs> Okay, but why did they die? Okay, dude. Well, that's where the fucking detail comes if you choose to look into it. It's not shoving it down your fucking throat like you're supposed to. That's, that's bad writing. Bad writing is, hey, look, there's a lot of dead people here. And let me tell you why. You're supposed to care. Now, I don't, maybe I don't want to care. You know, I don't play a game like Diablo and go, whoa, why is there all these demons on the ground, man? No, because I'm about to make more demons on the ground. And I don't give a fuck about who made those demons on the ground. Because I'm the badass. Some games, they work with narrative. Some games, they don't. This one really has that feel of like a, a tech demo was made with this combat style and some of this weird art system. And then the world was built as like a play. It, it, like the world feels like it was built as just a testing area. Like it's a lot of wide open fields and buildings with low... like. And this is kind of the problem with the game being such a large file and the optimization being so poor. This game is like 60 gigabytes on the PS5. And that's crazy, but also unnecessary. When you look at the, 
If you go, you can go look at some screenshots right now of this game, like the cityscape and stuff. It's not like high detail. You know, you look at some of the cities that are going to be in Starfield. You look at some of the 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 stuff from. I, I'm not talking about the PS4 versions or whatever of Cyberpunk 2077. I'm talking about the PC version and shit, all that kind of stuff. Like how detailed cities are because it's a cyberpunk setting. You have to have all this detail in it. These are like these look like Greek buildings that are cut out of one piece of fucking stone, and there's barely any detail on it. I mean, for fuck's sake, Assassin's Creed games have more detail than this fucking game does in terms of its its setting, and it really feels like it was just a place that was kind of put together quickly to just play around in, and then somebody brought in some writers and said, "Hey, Amy Hennig, build a fucking story around all this." And there's no life to the world. There's no inch. You never get to a place and go, oh, this is an interesting place. Because it's not. It's kind of got that Metal Gear Survive thing going on, you know? Like, uh, here's a fucking place that's just out in the middle of nowhere, and there's locations, but they all look the same, and it's not really anything to write home about. Hey, Mom, today I went to the desert, and tomorrow I'm going to the desert on the other side of the desert. <laughs> like, because there's zombies there. Whatever, so, you know. They got a, the camera apparently is a problem. People talk about the camera being a problem. I didn't notice it in the demo. Whatever. The camera is apparently a problem for people because later on in the game there's a lot of enemies and they have a lock-on system, but you just end up killing enemies so fast that it's just twitching around, jumping around from enemy to enemy. And so the the camera moves too slow and stuff like that. So they need to work on that apparently. But I think one of the best ways I've heard this game described is as a B-tier infamous for like the first few hours of gameplay until you finally start to open up a lot of the spells. And you go around and you collect mana and you can parkour and run fast everywhere. And you, they kind of got like, oh, here's mana here and there and there. And you got to kind of like go and just, you just run around and collect them and it feels good. But once you get enough and you've unlocked enough powers and you you can get past the story being fucking cringe, it does have a fun element to it because now you're into the custom kits, which, you know, being able to customize all these kits, there's a lot of different customization that kind of, you know, there probably is some best-in-slot type build out there somewhere that people are putting together right now. Um, but for magic use and playing as a mage, it's, it's kind of cool because there's a lot of mixing and matching you can do that uh, isn't very simplified. It's pretty deep. Um, and hey, you know what, else, know what comes out on Thursday? Well, we, can we get to that in a minute? <laughs> Are you trying to segue away from this? Or something? I'm just looking at Steam. I mean, okay, if if you had if you had to guess, when do you think Watch Dogs Legion came out? Two years ago. Yeah, it's coming out tomorrow. What? <laughs> no, Thursday. Yeah. Wait, that game never came out. I guess not. No, I've seen people play that. There's no way. I don't know what you saw. Maybe it's coming out on PC on Thursday, <laughs> January 26th. Maybe it was beta until now. <laughs> I thought this had been out for a while. Player game? <clears throat> what? Yeah, I don't know. I thought this game was out already. Came out October 29th, 2020 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then what? Did they 
take it off of Steam because it was broken. There's no reviews for it. Maybe it's some fucking Maybe there's shit. DLC or something that comes out tomorrow. Mm, I mean, no. Not according to this. Is it Maybe just coming out on Steam tomorrow? And, uh, was, it, was it like a Ubisoft thing? No idea. I mean, you tell me. <laughs> I don't know, man. <clears throat> it does say January 26th. <laughs> That's released. Uh, maybe this Breaking is like, news, everyone. Watchdog Legion comes out January 26th. <laughs> maybe this is like a, like a ultimate version or something. glitch in the matrix maybe it was never on steam maybe it was one of those like fucking i came out on the fucking uh oh yeah it could have been epic an store well no it would have been ubisoft yeah. yeah so it could be like fresh to steam it's probably, probably on the fucking you play thing <clears throat> weird this is from gamerevolution.com back october 2020 uh PC gamers are eager to hear some news regarding Watchdog Legion's Steam release date. The Watchdog game from Ubisoft is coming to PC via the Epic Game Store and Uplay, though so far no Steam version has been announced. So yeah, I guess that's the Steam release. Wow. So just to finish up this Forsaken real quick, uh, like I said, the kits are really cool. Later on in the game, you finally start to unlock stuff. It gets really cool. You also finally unlock the ability to like start targeting parts of animals like wings and shit like that on bosses and things. Peep, uh, <clears throat> it still feels a little poor, but, you know, it's not, ter it's not super terrible. It could be worse uh, for what it is. Um, oh, you know what else came out back in October? <laughs> what um reverse <laughs> yeah well <laughs> mostly yes negative no. yes and no so people have complained about the bosses using mini boss attacks like i've seen people complain that like ah oh, the mini like when you fight a boss you already know how to deal with it stuff because you fought mini bosses that have used similar attacks it's like I don't think that's a problem. I think that's fine. That's similar to like World of Warcraft. When you go into a dungeon, the NPCs or, or trash pulls before a boss will typically do abilities to kind of teach you what you're going to have to do for the boss up ahead. Um, I don't think that's a problem. Some pe uh, people have said that the game feels stitched together at endgame. Um, like it doesn't flow very properly in combat. I could see that. I mean, if it's if it's made by the same people that did Final Fantasy XV, I could understand that because that's kind of how I would describe Final Fantasy XV's combat is it didn't flow very well. It felt like, you know, the, the dodge system and the block system and the attack system were all kind of stitched together in, in a way that doesn't make sense. Uh, the game would probably work better if it was more like Devil May Cry, you know, with different buttons doing different things instead of like switching to a school of magic and casting it. Like having your melee on one button and then your range on another button would probably make the combat flow a lot better. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm always up for more Devil May Cry. I would say my final 
call on this game would be wait for it to go on sale. At least 50% off. Wait, wait for this game to go at least 50% off, and it probably will happen pretty early on based off its sales. I don't think it's going to sell that well. Uh, so, you know, wait out a couple months for it to go on a 50% sale, and then you won't feel regret when you play it. <clears throat> That's my take on it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of them $70 games, so it's, uh, I don't think it's even worth 50 right now, based on what I'm seeing. Oh, well, all these poor people that were hyped for it. I mean, it looked good. It's just... Yeah, well, what was that other game that looked good? Uh, Callisto Protocol? Destiny 2. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't played Callisto Protocol. I don't agree with a lot of things that people are saying. A lot of the negative things, I know I haven't played it and they have, but, but the negative things people are complaining about don't make sense because they're like, oh, it's just basically Left 4 Dead. Like, yeah, that's the point. It's the people who made Left 4 Dead went off and did their own thing and they want to make something Callisto like Left 4 Dead. Yeah. It's nothing like Left 4 Dead. Yeah, it is. It's a four-person co-op zombie thing. I don't think that's Callisto. You might be thinking about the other Callisto one. Callisto right? Protocol is like Dead Space. Yeah, that's what I said. Did you I said Left 4 Dead. Did I say Left 4 Dead? Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I was reading some shit at the same time I'm talking. I had to stop well, doing stop. that. Yeah, sorry. Left, no, I left heard the combat dead. is fucking stupid and boring and repetitive. Like, well, uh, you just hold left or right. You hold left or right to dodge. It's mostly melee. Well, they first of all, they didn't have a dodge in the original Dead Space. Uh, so, you know, they've added a dodge here. Well, it's that um, thing where, like, you lock into combat and you're not supposed to fight more than one at a time or it's over. Yeah. I and mean, then, the same... I mean, just go watch someone explain how the combat works. It really does look clunky and stupid. Like, whereas Dead Space was mostly shooting and then you stomp people every now and then, this is mostly melee. I mean, this game has the stomp. <laughs> like, it's really trying to be, it just doesn't have the cutting of limbs and shit, basically. Well, I mean, Dead Space 3 gave up on that. <laughs> well, at yes no and point no. does Dead Space 3 tell you to cut off limbs. You still can, but yeah, but it doesn't really do anything. For you don't you don't need it because they put in more guns. Well, it makes sense though because obviously you're gonna have actual guns. In the first game, you were just had a fucking tool. You were fighting shit with tools. So in the second and third game, you got a hold of like rifles and shit, and they wanted to add in. You know, we were in the era of weapon mods in every fucking game, and that's what they did in the third game. Um, so. I don't know. I haven't played it. I love stuff like Dead Space. I will probably play it at some point. Um, I think people are too harsh on it, in my opinion. I think you're going to see people being pretty harsh on Dead Space remaster, remake when it comes out this week as well. Maybe not these, after Callisto Protocol, you know. These current-gen gamers, they just don't understand what games were like and why they were that way. So... I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> well, I guess it's time for me to talk again for a lot because Last of Us episode two. I think I'm I the watched only him. person watching it. Oh, you did? You watched him? Okay, good. Nothing else to watch, so. I'm glad. I don't have to be the only one fucking talking for an hour straight. 
Uh, I mean, I like I like it more than I thought I would because right. I always forget exactly. that the good part about Last of Us was uh, the story the and story, not yeah. the gameplay. Pretty pretty much. That's what <laughs> was great about Last of Us Part 2 was this gameplay, but not the story. And that's why I'm excited about the Last of Us remake, which I think already came out, because they're marrying that gameplay from the second one and the story from the first one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're hitting a lot of beats. I thought, and see, this kind of goes to ba Heels versus Babyface, and I know you have some some qualms about the way he does things, and I agree to some to some degree with that. Like I like a lot of the things he says, and, and but I, I just can't I, watch him. I agree that he just he kind of yells a little too often as like a uh, he he yells at the camera you know, like he's yelling at his kid. <clears throat> the, the lingering right. silence afterwards while he collects yeah. himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's like I mean, the definition a, of a neck beard. Quip, though. It's a quip, though. I mean, I don't mind him, uh, but I do not like his take on this show. Uh, he started off really early on saying things that don't make sense, like claiming. I know I said this in the last episode. He's claiming that, like, this show is going to have Joel following the women's. Like, we really got to stop. I was going to say, this. I don't remember Tess coming along for the ride for that long. We really got to. Oh, in the game, she was there for much longer. Uh, I'm surprised they... Uh, spoilers! I'm surprised she died in episode two. I thought, and a part of me thought that this was the case because Heels vs. Babyface said that she was going to be around until f episode four. That was wrong. Unless well, maybe she lived. Flashbacks. Unless, unless <laughs> there's going to be some flashbacks. She definitely didn't live. <laughs> Um, it's a shame too, because I like I like Anna Tor back from yeah. Fringe. Yeah, she was she did a great job with that character. I wish she was in a couple more episodes. I feel like they killed her too fast, and I understand what they're gonna do because it is one season for the entire story. So, and it's only ten episodes, so they're probably gonna do they're gonna there's gonna be characters that. See, in the game, you spend a lot of time. Regardless of what you think about the gameplay, in the game, a lot of these little quips and backstory elements about how it started in Indonesia, uh, you know, the whole fungus thing, all that stuff is told to you in little pieces of paper and stuff that you find around um, as you play the game. And that's how video games work with storytelling. You know, there's, there's a lot of element like that for delving deeper into it if you care about the backstory of the world so it's not being shoved down your throat. Again, that's good storytelling. You, you have the story of Joel in the forefront and then the background story of what happened to the world right there in the background for you to look into if you desire. And, <clears throat> you know, they're obviously throwing it out some because it's a TV show and it's a little bit different. You got to fill some more time because the, the story of Ellie and Joel going across the country is really slow, uh, but at the same time, very fast because it happens really quickly in the game if you cut out all the gameplay. It's, you know, it's like two hours of cinematics. And kind of like D&D, where it takes three hours to go 20 feet, but only yeah. 20 seconds to go miles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you camp and, and you go. And nothing happens. Roll on that. And by slow, I mean they could sit here and show the journey, but it's going to be boring. It's just going to be repetitive, same over and over. In a video game... You can do repetition because it's part of the gameplay loop. You know, it's something that you want the player to be used to the gameplay loop. Otherwise, they feel like they're having to perfect the game every time it comes around. But in this regard, it works really well. 
they, you know, the second episode and heels versus versus babyface complained that Joel was just going to follow Tess the whole time and not really be the alpha male because the TV showrunner said that, um, you know, they picked what's as nuts as Joel because they didn't want an alpha male. But I think they failed because I just I just I don't think they understand what an alpha male is. I mean, he is an alpha male. Alpha males are men that take care of their families and their friends, and they do anything necessary to do that. It's not some nonsense liberal ideology about dudes in gyms pumping weights. I, I don't understand where that came from. The gayest people on the planet are fit as fuck. <laughs> you wouldn't call them alpha males, okay? Like, it's not what they consider that. They're very effeminate people, and they're out here pumping fucking iron all the time uh, it's it's almost like a fucking uh, trope at this point um and that's whatever that's fine i'm not saying there's anything negative with that but uh when you when you look at joel in the game he i i really feel like people don't get it i'm not saying that heels is you know lying he says that last of us is one of his most favorite games Maybe go back and play it because it's fresh in my mind. I I replayed it before Last of Us Part Two, uh, and that's absolutely who Joel is. Joel follows Tess around because Tess is the leader of that group, of his little group of two people, this sm little smuggler group they got. She she's always out in front of you. She's you're the one. She, you're lifting her up to go into places to move shit by herself. While you stay behind waiting for doors to open, uh, she's the one that decides what to do. She comes in, you know, there's that scene where she comes in after he wakes up 20 years later and she's been hit and bruised and he's like, what's going on? I mean, you know, he's got that alpha male thing going where he's ready to go beat these people's ass. And she's like, it's fine. I got jumped. And he's, he even doubts her. He's like, you know, because Neil Druckmann has always been woke. It's just the degree of wokeness being demanded back then was not what it is now. So back then it was just... This is oh, before you know. Anita Sarkeesian came to consult him on number two, you know? Yeah, of course. So, you know, there was already some liberalism in his views. So, you know, he... Joel is like, you know, what happened? And then she just right in front of him is like, oh, I took care of him. Because he, he doubts that she, let me guess, they took off with our ration cards. You know, like a smart ass. And she quirps back, no, I got the fucking ration cards. Kicked their ass. It's not the point. It, the point is it was Richard's men or whatever. Rob, whatever his name is. It's like, okay, let's go get him. Oh, I know, you know, she's like, I know where he is. She's like, let's go get him. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. You know, then that's, they take off and that's where the fucking game starts going again. And you just, that, that's the game. Even to the point where she dies, she's telling Joel to leave. And he's like, I can fight. And she's like, no, leave. She's bossing him around, telling him what to do. And he listens. Now he does a little bit faster in the show because I guess run time and stuff like that. I think they handled that scene really well. Um, I would say that it was the weakest moment for, um, God, these fucking, all these names I have to remember as I get older are just killing me. <laughs> like, the fucking guy who portrayed Joel. I, I know, he's very popular. I just can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Um, Troy Baker, that's him. I think that's Troy Baker's weakest moment in the Last of Us series is when Tess reveals she was bitten. It's not, he doesn't really do that scene very well, in my opinion. But, I mean, it's not terrible. But I think Pedro does a better job here 
Uh, and I think well, he's they, a real actor. Well, I think sorry, too I soon. Think, uh, <laughs> I think what's going on with the director and writer of this show is they're doing a a really good job. They're doing better than Neil in some of the direction of these scenes. So in the in the game, you're you know, I even said this in the last episode. I thought it was a mistake that final scene where he beats the shit out of the guy. Uh, beats him to death, basically, even breaks his hand. They mentioned that at the beginning of the episode that he broke his, he fractured his, his, his hand beating that guy in the face because he had a moment where he was standing between Ellie and the guy who wanted to shoot Ellie. He had a moment where he like has a flashback to his daughter after 20 years. I felt like that was a little too early for him to be associating Ellie with his daughter to some degree. I get what they're doing. Fine. I don't think, in retrospect, after the ending of this episode, I don't think it's that bad now. Because I was like, well, how the fuck are they going to get chased by Fedra if there were no gunshots? How do they know that this happened? In the game, there's gunshots, and they get chased. And they get chased all the way to the Capitol building. And Fedra got there before they did and killed all of the, uh, the fireflies. But this time, they've rewritten it. The Fedra isn't on their ass. Instead, they have, like, the fireflies killed each other because one of them got infected or something like that. And then they play on this really interesting concept. So there's no, they're still not, they're guaranteed 100% confirmed not doing spores in this one, which is whatever. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that there's no spores coming off of these things, but at the same time, eh, you would think if there were spores in the air all the time, it'd be pretty fucking rough for humanity to survive that. But what they are doing is the interesting concept that we've learned about fungus in the past several years that fungus grows underground in colonies that are massive the size of cities you know and they play on that like this fungus is underground and it's connecting all these zombies on the ground together and you step on one piece of fungus here you can wake up a whole colony somewhere else and they do that in this episode they call back to it they check off's gun that shit you know there's like a whole bunch of them laying out somewhere and they can't go that way so they got to cut through the building, which is more dangerous. They get through the building. They have to deal with clickers. We see the first example of clickers. You know right away it's the art museum. It's where she gets bitten. All these different things going on. Um, the clickers are well done. They look good. Uh, they handle that situation really good, too. And even just two of them seems really fucking dangerous. They really got that across because he's got like a fucking... He's got a BR on him. He's got a fucking pistol. And he has to go through a ton of ammo just to kill one of them. Which is very similar to the game. Uh, and then something happens where, you know, they're in that room where she's going to kill herself. Where she reveals that she's been bitten. And she convinces Joel that Ellie, Ellie's immunity is a real thing. You know, you're like, well, what? what's going to be the catalyst for them to have to get the fuck out of here? Is she just going to off herself? I feel like that's a little much, too much towards like Sam and his brother later on. And no, they do the thing where um, like they step on the hand of one of them or something like that. And it wakes up that colony down the street and they come running and it's like, okay, we got to go. So she, you know, starts pouring barrels of gas out everywhere and shit like that. And she's going to ignite herself. They do have this weird, like... <laughs> sensual moment between her and a zombie where it starts making out with her with its fucking 
<laughs> it's fucking fungus. Eh, I don't tongue. think it was that. I think it detected that it was infected, so it just moved it along a little bit, and it was trying to yeah, put yeah. that shit in her mouth. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. It felt like they were kissing because of the way it looks. And then she drops the fire and blows them all up, and that's where the episode ends. So it's a little slow in the beginning, but I think it built up tension really good up until the clickers show up. And they show up fast, too. Really good. Like, you get there and you hear the clicks, and then they're just looking at a hallway, and then suddenly this fucking thing comes barreling in, making the noises straight out of the fucking game. And it's really well done, and they're, like, hiding, and they did a really good job uh, throughout the whole episode, I think. And people like Heels have complained that it's too slow, and I'm just like, I don't, I disagree. I think this is really fast. They kill her off in two episodes. You really don't even get the, like, a, a normie is not going to connect with this character whatsoever. They're, they're going to be like, oh, I liked her, but that's going to be as far as it goes. They're not going to, it's not like Glenn from Walking Dead where they spent four to five seasons with him, you know. It's, it's not going to have that impact of other characters to that degree. Um, I mean, you even, you even feel for Shane when he dies in, what is it, the second season of Walking Shane's Dead? hero. Well, Jane turns into kind of a villain slash antihero throughout the whole process. That's his story arc, is he goes from being a good guy, a good best friend, to just kind of going down that negative process. And he dies, and even then you still feel bad about it. Like, oh, fuck, well. Because you're hoping Shane can fix himself. Cause he, he, and he kind of does. By the way, I know it's a bit of a tangent on a different thing completely, but Shane does fix himself until that dumb bitch of a wife, Lori, <laughs> just makes another pass at him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And so it relapses in, in his brain like, oh, he's making us not be together. It's the husband that's the problem. I got to get rid of Rick. You know, remember that whole she thing where uh, Shane might have been Carl's dad, his real dad? <clears throat> yeah. And then... Uh... Yeah, that, that kind of ended. <laughs> Guess we weren't meant to know. Well, I mean, they go out and have a talk, him and Rick, and they have this moment where they have to survive together, and he comes back around. They have that buddy moment. He's fixed himself, and then he goes back to the farm, and Lori's there, and Lori makes a fucking pass at him. And you can see it click in his head that it's Rick's keeping us apart. She wants to be with me. And then comes down to Rick's got to kill him. <laughs> that's just the way it goes that's the tragedy of that character it's a tragic character um, but Lori's to blame you know that's why I didn't give a fuck when Lori died I hated Lori <laughs> like she was a, a hated a, a not a likable character I think me and my wife are on the same page with that but here I think I honestly thought this was going to go more than one season and maybe the trailers was just showing extra seasonal content down the road but no it looks like they're going to go 10 episodes for the whole story and that's good and bad it's bad in the sense that you're not going to get attached to Tess you're not going to get attached to uh Sam you know in the way that you do in the game in the game you spend 10 hours with Tess before she dies because there's a lot of gameplay in between all those moments you, in the game, you spend 10 hours with Sam and his brother. And uh, so it's, it's more impactful when they die. And they, the whole process of them dying is setting up, you know, the next death potential. Every season, oh, uh, Tess dies. And then it cuts out, it cuts away 
and summertime. You know, we fast traveled a big dick because we're going from east to west. We're going from fucking Boston all the way out west. And, you know, in order to get that, sometimes the game jumps around in terms of distance being being made. And they're probably going to do that here, too. And every time it jumps, it's like, oh, summertime. We're in summertime now. Okay, summertime. We deal with Bill and all that stuff. And we get out away from uh, with uh, from Bill and all that and go find, we get into the city and there's Sam with the car and all that shit. You know, it jumps away, but it doesn't jump seasons there. Sam and his brother go through all that shit, the sewers, yada, yada. That They die. And then, boom, jump to fall. And that's now we're at the fucking university out west. You know, we're, we're uh, all, all that shit's happening. And then Joel gets injured and then it cuts to winter. And so they set up this process of every time it cuts season, somebody dies. And that's the trick to player into thinking Joel's dead. You start off playing as Ellie and you don't know that he's okay until she asks for medicine when she meets the people. And they're going to do that here. And that's probably going to be the only impactful moment in the show is when Joel's going to get critically wounded at the university. 100% they're going to do that. They've been hitting a lot of uh, scenes from the game, just straight copies. And they're going to do that and they're going to cut to the next episode or something, which I don't know. They're going to cut to something. It's either going to be the next episode or, or, you know, the next whatever days later or whatever. And it's just going to have Ellie hunting a rabbit. And you, the, it's going to make the people watching go, oh, my God, he's dead. If they set that up properly. Um, which I don't know if they're going to do that. But <clears throat> Jesus, that's going to be the only I think that's what they're going for is the only meaningful potential death is Joel. And it doesn't ultimately happen. Uh, so. I mean, you're not going to have... How many episodes are, is going to have Sam and his brother in it? Like, it can't be that many. We're two episodes in. We got eight to go. We still have to meet Bill, go through all the shit to get the battery. Probably next episode is meeting Bill. He'll probably be in another episode after that. It's going to be the high school. We know that. We're gonna, they're going to have the first bloater. That's going to be a thing that happens in the high school. Uh, you know, escaping with Bill, finding his partner hung himself. Uh taking off in the car, getting ambushed in the truck by the fucking people, you know, having to deal with that fucking truck with the gun on it. And then ultimately finding Tommy, helping Tommy with his problem. Ellie runs away. It's the moment where the two of them kind of reconnect back together again. And he's like, you know what? I like this girl, whatever. But that happens after the shit with the creepo fucking rapist guy, the cannibals. There's a lot of shit in between here to the ending. And uh, they're going to have to either cut some of it out or rush some of it along. And so you're not going to be spending a lot of time with some of these characters that you spent a lot of time with in the original that really kind of attached you to them. You know, Bill was a funny guy and you liked him because of his attitude. You know, you might get some of that, but you're not going to get a lot of it. People, I feel like people are going to leave this show thinking, feeling like, oh man, they didn't put enough time on this character or this character. You know, I think that's going to be the takeaway for normie type people. But otherwise, I, I think it's a good normie kind of type show. I, I, the premise is really good, obviously. I do like how they start off the episode so far with like flashback. With the woman taking, oh, you got a bomb. Of course, my wife's watching it and she's from Malaysia. So she's like, I can understand what they're saying. Because <laughs> Indonesian and Malaysian are so similar languages. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> And the lady's like, bomb. And I'm like, is that how you say bomb in play? She said, yeah, bomb. 
But I, I like it. We'll see where it goes. I, I don't think they can interject any fucking... I mean, we know there's some characters they've added that don't exist that they run into. Some, like, old lady and her husband in a cabin or something. Some indigenous peoples. I honestly don't remember a whole lot about that game. So, I don't even know who Bill is. <laughs> like, yeah, it Bill's the guy that helps you me. get a battery and goes through the school with you. Big fat guy that didn't like Ellie at all. Ends up, turns out his gay partner hung himself or something. You only find out he's gay because she takes a magazine from his house and it's a gay, it's a gay magazine. It's like a playgirl. Mm. <clears throat> Which is nice. That's old Neil Druckmann woke Druckmann. See, we don't realize as gamers that a lot of these developers were woke back then. That's just, that was sufficient. You know, being subtle. And we were okay with subtle. We didn't mind subtle shit. Oh, he's gay. Okay, whatever. That's two gay characters, by the way. That's gay Ellie and that's gay Bill all in one fucking game. Two black characters we run into. You know, a boss, bossy woman boss lady. And nobody ever complained about that game being woke. Why? Because that's not what we mean when we say woke. I mean, technically, it is a, a form of it. But, you know, it's not ham-fisted, shoved-down-your-throat agenda shit. That's what we don't like. We don't like when it's... Because it's not that it's... It's not that you're trying to shove down your stupid ideas down our throat. It's, it's that you're doing it forcefully. Like, it's ruining the story. It ruins this... Oh, look. Look, guys. <laughs> look at these... Look, they're, they're gay and they have a baby now. <laughs> what? Yeah, and they're going to live out on their own in the fucking zombie apocalypse where a fucking group of morons can show up and just rape and kill them. They're going to just live out in this house, you know, out in the country. In this wheat field in Nebraska or some shit. Wheat field. It's like, why don't they live in the wall with Tommy and the rest of them? What? Well, it ain't kind of gays. See how there's this guy that calls him a dyke? Yeah, he's just trying to upset her. No, he's bad. He's a Trump guy. Okay, dude. <laughs> That's all I got to say about Last of Us. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? You think they're doing a good job? I mean, <laughs> it's not ridiculously over-the-top woke, so that's good. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I don't really remember the game. So, it's it seems well, like it's pretty good. close, but... Be a good dichotomy back between the two. I still movies. don't think Pedro Pascal is a good Joel. I mean, he's got the attitude, but I don't well, know. He's not amazing. I, I see him, <laughs> I see him, you know, acting, and I, it's, he fits in the mo or in the show, but it's, it's not Joel. I think the problem Joel. is he's cast type himself, right? <laughs> but what do I know? I barely remember the game. I think the problem is this guy's cast type himself a little bit. Like, I know we've only seen him in a couple things, but it feels like you see him and it's like, oh, it's the Mandalorian. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I mean, it's different than other stuff he's done, but he does fine. It's just I don't, when I think of him and then I think of Joel Joel, I don't, it's like two different people. Yeah, I understand that. <clears throat> Same kind of goes for Ellie. Even though she's doing a good job portraying Ellie, she just feels a little bit different from the original Ellie. You know? Like, a lot of Ellie's dialogue feels natural and flows properly, but in the show, it feels a little forced when she's saying fuck and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like this Bella Ramsey girl says fuck all the time, you know? 
you can really tell. That's that's kind of a thing in all of Hollywood. You can really kind of tell when an actor drops f bombs all the time in their daily life, and then when they play an, a character that drops f bombs, and they don't do that in real life. It just feels unnatural. Really, when somebody's saying something and it's part of their dialogue every day, you understand that it's natural. But if I start talking a certain way that I've never talked before, I'm gonna feel forced, even by people that don't know me, because I'm not. It's not the way I'm talking all the time. It doesn't feel natural for me, let alone people observing me. <clears throat> so, you know. Yeah, it's fine. It's something uh, above average I can watch with the wife. Yeah. Instead of whatever stupid bullshit she wants to watch. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also about the prostitute earlier. <laughs> what prostitute? Huh? I think Monty called my wife a whore. Is I what happened. So yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So what so, else? Well, I guess uh, we move into the full-on political portion of the broadcast, so that we're still mostly gaming, and talk uh, about the remainder of this Crowder versus Daily Wire stuff. That there's been more things that's happened since we talked about it last. Crowder went on. Uh, yeah, I mean, show. he came out and reiterated pretty much what he said the first time and answered some questions. And, and then a lot of, basically uh, is it in a position where he says he has the receipts, but, you know, should he release them? Is that going to betray friendships or make them look bad? And uh, he, he's uh, mm -hmm. he's only been talking about Daily Wire since they outed themselves. And uh, now well, he hasn't named anyone else, but he right, said several times saying. that it's that's not just saying. Daily Wire. Right, and Daily Wire keeps trying to make it about themselves, and more so, a lot of Daily Wire people are making it personal for no fucking reason. And a lot of Republicans, so-called Republicans, have now outed themselves publicly as people that are either too fucking stupid to understand the point, or just being complete pieces of shit that are still trying to make it about the money. And I got, I got some shit for that, by the way. Here's the problem with these people and what they don't understand. Even if it was about the money, their complaints don't fucking add up. Like, it doesn't work. Your complaints aren't, aren't the winning side. Like, the biggest complaints against Crowder is, oh, it was about the money, and when he couldn't get what he wanted, he tried to make Daily Wire look bad. Okay, then why didn't he just come out and say it was the Daily Wire in the first place? Oh, he didn't have to. He blah, 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 blah. Like, why? No, that doesn't make any sense. He would have came out and just said it was the Daily Wire. You're, you're out here. You can't be out here and say that he had a whole plan to start up yeah, his own. He's playing 40 chess. That's what's happening. <laughs> right. I knew they would out themselves. Not a, and another complaint that people have is, oh, he's, he's being petty. He didn't get what he wants. So he recorded a phone call with his own friend and then betrayed him. Like, no. As people like Rakita Law and the fucking lawyer for the Trump campaign that he had on yesterday, you should watch that. It's really good. They came out and talked about it. It's like, they've said, this is the, he said, this is the worst. And I don't mean Rakita. I'm talking about the guy that was Trump's lawyer for his campaign. Came out and said, or no, was it not Trump's lawyer? It was the guy that worked in the Rittenhouse case. Uh, one of the guys that worked on the Rittenhouse case, but was also part of like Trump's team or something like that. Came out and said, this is the worst contract I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, you, this is not how friends propose contracts to each other like they tried to come yeah, out and i mean like, that was kind of the what, what crowder was saying like you can't on one hand say oh it was just business and we gave you this basic form letter and filled in your name 
And but but we also thought, you know, Crowder likes to, you know, produce his own stuff. So this contract gives him the freedom to do that. Like he, he would but use his own production costs. Also, we're gonna fucking charge him as if we're producing it. <laughs> yeah. It's not a it's and not the kind Gerald, of fucking <laughs> and Gerald actually said what, what we were saying, you know, like that's the that's the production budget they're cutting into. That's not Steven's salary. That was for Yeah. That, that was their budget. That fifty million. Yeah, this is not what friends do to each other. You're not a friend with somebody and then you give them a shitty fucking contract out of the gate. It doesn't matter if that's the standard in industry standard. That's not what friends do. You can't sit here and say, oh, we're friends, and then come out and do that. And by the way, they claimed, this is, it's crazy to me that these people are defending Daily Wire. Because Daily Wire came out and said, they claimed that Crowder did not uh, come back with any kind of fucking retort. But they, that's a lie. Crowder said that they did. Oh, well, Crowder could be lying. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it sounds pretty well, legit. That's to why me he has the phone call. Saying the whole time. Yeah, that's the whole, whole point of the fucking phone this, call. This is the, the same thing with the whole, you know, oh, well, there's something wrong with the media. Well, the media says they're fine, though. It's just like you, you can't leave these people to verify themselves they're just going to say whatever's best for them. Yeah, well, they're sitting over here saying he shouldn't have recorded the phone call. And then when he says that he, and then when the Daily Wire says, oh, it's a, you have to think, people aren't thinking of the timeline. They're just jumbling up information in their head, right? Crowder comes out and says, there's people out here in Republican media that have, have put forward contracts that are going to harm new talent that's coming up by forcing them to abide by big tech. And I think it's, immoral to be telling your subscriber base that you're fighting against big tech and then behind the scenes you're writing up these contracts with people saying hey if big tech shuts you down or demonetizes you you're going to get penalized for that which therefore incentivizes people to not go against what big tech tells them to okay it incentivizes people like ben shapiro for example to say that there was no election meddling that there was that the election integrity is fine. It, incite, it, it creates an incentive for people like Ben Shapiro to say, "Get the vaccine, you dummy." And it, <laughs> it incentivizes people like Ben Shapiro to say, "Donald Trump is bad for Republicans," because those are all things that he said. So when that happens, by the way, so that's the timeline. He says that, and then suddenly, fucking. <laughs> Daily Wire CEO comes out and makes a video saying he was talking about us and here's the contract which says everything he said it says. And then he just tries to make this play like if Stephen wants, we're friends with Stephen, if he wanted to come back with an, a counter offer, he should have made a counter offer, but he didn't make a counter offer. Okay, well first of all, um, you have not pointed to anywhere showing that Crowder is lying. What's Crowder's benefit in this? Well, he didn't get enough money. He wanted more money. Well, then it turns out Crowder comes out and releases his own video talking about how he did make a counteroffer. Oh, he made a counteroffer. Okay. That's his word. And then he releases this video where he, th this recording where he recorded him talking and people are like, I can't believe he recorded it. Well, how do you expect him to fucking have proof against the word of the Daily Wire? You jackasses. It's fine when, you know, Project Veritas does it, but it's not fine when he does it because these, because I like these. These are my heroes to worship. Right. I like I Ben Shapiro. An and it doesn't even, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was, say, I was saying I, I got into an argument with some idiot on Twitter about it. 
and he's just like it, it was wrong of him to record the <laughs> the phone call between him and them they're supposed to be friends and i'm like what are you talking about like they're talking about they're not making friends. Change. yeah they're not <laughs> first they're not friends as, as, as proven by the contract <laughs> look you can tell you can tell and go back and look at all these like election night crossovers and shit where daily wire has steven crowder on like we said last week like a dancing monkey but they know that his numbers are going to come over to daily wire a little bit yeah right so it's like they don't take steven crowder seriously they're just using him to try to get some viewership on election night and that's because they don't understand the base yeah. They want to be, it's like you said, they want to be the big wig elites puffing on cigars sitting in a room. They want to be the new media. They want to be the big guys with the new media takeover. That's what they want. But they don't want to change things. They want to do it the way old media works. And Crowder's saying, that's, that doesn't work. And as for the shit that Monty was saying, for example, these people have libtard brain. That's the irony in it. These conservatards have libtard brain. Like, it's like when li it's like when Democrats. So these are it's the literally the same fucking like argument when Hillary Clinton's emails were published, and the le what did the left say? Well, who published them? Who fucking cares who published them? Look at the content. Right? Look just, at what's in them. The same people that just eat up Project Veritas and the fucking Twitter files, all that shit. It's just recorded conversations. Yeah. Like, and plus, what, what Crowder recorded was basically what Jeremy ended up confirming anyway. You know, like it wasn't like anything incriminating, like in terms of them breaking the law or diddling kids or anything like that. Yeah, it was just backing up what he said. And the only person that <laughs> out of themselves was Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy it wasn't a, it wasn't like a defamation of character. Right. Like, I don't get it. If you think that Crowder recording that phone call is villainous because he planned to release it, no. It's called being prepared because you don't trust the people. It's all, it's well, why wouldn't he trust them? Oh, gee, I don't know why he wouldn't fucking trust them because he put a fucking contract in front of him for $50 million that said you're going to immediately have a 45% fucking revenue cut because you're already demonetized on YouTube. Why? Because you said the election integrity... Well, well, it's funny because Jeremy because was all like, well, that's, bad. that's something we would have redlined, you know, it's like, okay, well, you said you customized this contract for Crowder, but then the rest of it is like that form letter I was talking about. Like, which one is it? Did you customize it? Cause you were thinking of Steven? Cause if you did, the rest of this is bullshit. And if you didn't, that means you're lying about, you know, wanting Steven Crowder to do his own, his own thing. This is why nothing will change because these fucking mouth breathers that watch the daily wire aren't willing to hold accountable people like, oh, I don't know, uh, the half the fucking people that work on that fucking platform, half of them that sat here and said, oh, Trump needs to stop talking about the vaccine. The vaccine's a bad thing. And then it comes out that the company that they worked for was right. I don't know how many, I'm like, like Crowder, I don't know how many have that in their fucking contracts, but that's a big fucking red flag. How can you sit here and condemn Trump for not being anti-vaccine right now, and then you're totally fine with your employer putting in their fucking contracts on people that they have to shut up about the vaccine on YouTube or they get demonetized. Well, you can tell the Daily Wire is panicking. They're bleeding numbers right now. I can they almost guarantee be. it. That's and, the uh, red lining, right? That's why they had everyone go out and do their, their fucking smear campaign, the Candace Owens thing, the fucking Matt Walsh yeah. on Twitter, all that. And I don't think they go out, they went out and said, uh, 
you know, okay, everyone, time to go out and attack, attack. I think they just basically said, I think they were holding them back up until they could do that official video and wait for a response. And then they were like, okay, go. <laughs> so that's you why know, we had that one day of quite, I think we talked about this. It, it is um, quite possible that Candace Owens, people like her, feel like they need to be defensive because it makes them look bad as it does that people like her, like how you, if you are a follower of Candace Owens, how can you trust she's saying what she really feels when you know she works for an organization that could have written into her contract as far as we know without her publishing her contract information? For As far as we know, she gets penalized if she gets demonetized on YouTube. So maybe she's not going to say anything that's anti, that might make YouTube fucking penalize her. Well, Steven said something that, I don't know, I guess many people didn't resonate with, but he's like, if you've ever noticed how it just... You know, big things happen and then it just kind of feels wrong, you know, like, and that's exactly how it felt with the Daily Wire. Like after election yeah. night, I was expecting some fucking upheaval and instead they were just like Nothing. business as usual talking about. It. And then like yep. two days later, like, okay, well, I have to talk about this. And then that's when they came out with the whole, yeah, the election was rigged in the sense that social media is censored and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah they skirt they around it. It just didn't feel right. No, it the feels too was sterilized. That too... people were caught on camera dumping ballots into ballot boxes and harvesting ballots in states that's where it's legal. <laughs> but it's legal. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Monty, you were gonna say <clears throat> what? I don't know. I lost it. Long <laughs> I got screaming. I gotta start. Like anytime Monty even grunts, I gotta stop talking because it will lose that thought. No, I think uh, you do with that. You do that. You do exactly what you just did. Well, because now he's just going to insult me. Uh, I think honestly, the biggest issue is, you know, if you look at that timeline, guy comes out and says that they didn't offer that Crowder didn't offer a, uh, you know, a counter offer, and then they out themselves later because. Candace Owens goes on and says he did make a counter offer for 150 million or something like that, right? Or 120 million. And that's what, and they rejected. Well, not only that, Steven Crowder said like the only thing that mattered was getting those, not for him, but for everyone else, getting those uh, penalties for being demonetized on YouTube and shit taken out. Yeah, which right? should be. So it's easy. funny that when Jeremy comes out and does his video, and he's going through that section of the contract and he's like, now some people have said, you know, well, Steven Crowder's already monetized. Is he going to be losing money immediately? And he, he was like, no, that we're without something that would be, you know, we would cross off and, you know, whatever. It's like, well, his counter offer was to get rid of that and the other ones. So you didn't like get rid of that and then get back to him. You just basically said, no, I don't think this is going to be a good fit. And they, they, use that argument and they get away with it under the guise of like, well, we just realized that Steven wants to do his own thing. So we're going to stop offering shit to him. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really know that that was your attitude because before all this shit, I can pretty much guarantee you that daily wire was willing to do pretty much anything to get Steven Crowder. Cause again, look at how they treat him when they do that crossover shit. They want his viewerships. They know he's going to bring in a ton of fucking money. All of his subs are going to go to, Daily Wire Plus and shit. But they wanted to, you know, in some way treat him like you've seen him get treated on the on the crossovers where they just treat him like a dancing monkey, right? Like, go out and do your thing. No, bad monkey. Bad. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't think it would have ever worked out, but um, yeah, I'm with Steven Crowder on this one. 
And that's not oh, to say absolutely. that Daily Wire, you know, hasn't done some good shit, but what's really more important at this point? Did uh, Jordan Peterson ever come out and say anything? No, but his daughter did. His daughter like, I know he initially answer. said something, but then... Yeah, like, according to her... On Twitter. It's pretty much what we said, because we're ahead of the curve here at UGM. Um, <laughs> basically, what Michaela Peterson said was uh, he he posted that tweet, and then he didn't realize that it was the daily wire contract. Right. And then when he found out, um, he wanted to take it down, but daily wire told him not to take it down, but he had already taken it down. <laughs> that's the official oh. story. It doesn't sound right at all. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. Jeremy came to him and told him not to take it down because then it would look like daily wire is censoring his speech. Yeah, because Jordan Peterson doesn't like going back on his word. So that's why I thought it was weird that he took it down. Yeah, well, the official it's story... It's damage control, and this is the problem. You can't trust anything coming out of Daily Wire people right now. You can't. There's been too many examples of how they may be in contract to potentially lose money if shit goes south for them. This is their livelihoods we're talking about. Candace Owens, all of them make a lot of money off of Daily Wire contract. And and if Daily Wire goes under it, they got to find somewhere else to go or do their own thing. And Daily Wire is an attempt to unite these big names together to beat out people like Crowder. They don't like that Crowder is at the top. They hate it. Because he's just a talk show host. He's not even, he doesn't even do news and stuff, really, like they do. They, they're out here doing, like, pundit shit. He's a comedian. He's just doing, like, Yeah, a well, you think show. they would have learned from that between the vaccine and the election? Like, why do you think he got so many, got so popular during that time? Well, it's because well, he was the, the only problem. one fucking talking about that shit as if it were an issue. Saying yeah, what everyone the, was uh, thinking. Like, this is fucking crazy. Why is no one talking about this? Yeah, this is the, this is ultimately pr- the problem that people can't understand is that the Daily Wire are in bed with big tech. Period. It's very fucking obvious. Well, he says he has those phone calls too, not of the Daily Wire, but of like conversations he's had with YouTube CEOs telling him like, "Hey, you need to play ball like, you know, X company and Daily Wire." And he says he has the receipts but he doesn't want to he doesn't want it to be a betrayal so he's well, I don't need mulling it over even if i don't daily no i wire, don't i don't but there are people who do even if daily wire isn't in bed with big tech like it's clear enough to see that they just care about money uh, it's like not they, even about money they at don't that care point. about the message or anything like that they're just it's not even money about that at that point they the make the majority of their money comes from subscribers and ad reads they don't even make a whole lot of money off YouTube. It, their behavior, I don't need receipts from Crowder because their behavior is the receipt. Yeah, their behavior yeah. is indicative of somebody that's trying to cover for a friend at like big fucking tech. Well, they also, you know, did some uh, pretty shitty things like tried to scalp Crowder's employees and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, I think the this was from the Rakita Law video, but apparently Ben Shapiro the day after had to do an ad read in the middle of his rant about Crowder. (laughs) (laughs) The irony. It's really silly. That's where they make most of their money is ad reads. And And, and the other thing is like, I think they are really trying to reverse the damage here because apparently Ben Shapiro uh, went live on Rumble for the first time yesterday. 
Quick, get on Rumble and act like we were going to do this all along. Yeah, I think they're hurting, man. I think a lot of people left. And the thing is, it's like, have, uh... I didn't even necessarily unsubscribe because of the Crowder thing. It's just when the Crowder thing came up and Daily Wire responded and I'm watching it, I'm like, I don't really watch anything on the Daily Wire anymore. I should probably unsub. You know, if they do something good like a documentary, I might sub again, but no reason to stay subscribed. That's the problem with their business model is they don't have the resources to pump out content like like a Netflix or a Hulu or an Amazon. So it's like you sub, you watch everything in in a month, and it's that's just it. I mean, they haven't added anything new. It's just fucking podcasts and Jordan Peterson and shit, which is fine. But I don't have the time to watch all that, and most of it I can get on YouTube. (laughs) So it's just the same shit over and over. Yeah, it feels like anyways. Yeah. And, you know, here's kind of a point that Crowder was making. Um, The way that the Daily Wire is operating here, this legacy media system they're using, is exactly how the left operates. You know, they give you contracts where you have to obey these fucking, you know, kowtow. You have to kowtow to these fucking, you know, ideologies or else you're canceled. And that's effectively what the Daily Wire was going to do. Oh, we can. And Rakita talked about this. If it's not a, it doesn't matter what somebody says to you outside of the contract. When it comes to the law, it's if it ain't in the contract, fuck you. So the idea that like, oh, we could have communicated, blah blah blah. We could have talked about. We could have promised. None of that means anything. In fact, in that contract where they say that. If he is demonetized, it doesn't say what platform it says any platform. So if he gets banned off Twitter, which isn't even relative to making like views and shit like that, Twitter does not get you views. Twitter is not a place. It's not a space for growing your fucking audience. It's just a communication platform. Uh, if, if he got banned off of that, he could effectively be hit with that 25%. So you know, it, they, they have the ability, and there's talks about, like, in perpetuity, like, oh my god. That's crazy fucking talk, dude. Um, this is the kind of shit the music industry does. And by the way, it's illegal in the, in the uh, film industry to do a lot of these things. But it's not illegal online right now because everybody's just been doing it this way for the longest time. And I gotta say... There's leftists out here defending Daily Wire. You got Jenk Uger said this January 20th. Obviously, I can't stand Daily Wire and disagree with the politics of Ben Shapiro completely. But they are 100% right in this dispute with Stephen Crowder. Crowder planned to use their friendship to ambush them. This is exactly what Dave Rubin and Jimmy Dore did to us. Blazingly immoral. This, so, I don't know. Go ahead. Agree with Jenk Uger, I guess. (laughs) It's my take from that. Like I, I, I mean, if there's one thing Jink Uger's good at, it's getting shit wrong every time, all the time. I mean, this guy is just petty. Who in their right mind would ever offer Stephen Crowder a contract now? A viewer had a good suggestion for a name for Stephen Crowder's show, Cry Louder with Crowder. As a person sure. who runs a digital media company, I can tell you with absolute certainty that Ben Shapiro is right and Stephen Crowder is wrong about this. The only thing Shapiro is wrong about is offering that much money for this jackbag. And this was in response to a, tw- a tweet Ben Shapiro put out on the 19th where he said, 
Watch Jeremy's video in which he reads word for word the entire non-binding term sheet. Daily Wire Plus offered for my friend Stephen Crowder. $50 million over four years. Explains every contract term and encourages people to subscribe to whatever Stephen does next. We all wish him nothing but the best. No, you don't. You're a fucking lying weasel. And you always have been. Like from day fucking one I've been saying this. Ben Shapiro is like most conservatives. He gets it right every now and then. Sometimes I can applaud Mitch McConnell, but usually he's a weasel turtle. Just fucking out of shit. Oh, you're gonna say something out of my show today. Like, whoa. This guy has been wrong on so many levels. Oh, he's right now, though, guys. He says the vaccine's bad now after he encouraged people to take it. Guys, <laughs> like this. What do you mean, watch Jeremy's video? Well, he reads the contract word for word. And what point, at what point in the video that Jeremy put out, do, do you watch it and go, huh, Crowder said something different? Oh, no point whatsoever. Like reading the contract out loud means fuck all. It just confirms what Crowder said. And then he lies in the video. You can go watch the video now where Jeremy lies in the video and says Crowder never came back with a counteroffer. And then his own girl goes on Timcast three days before <laughs> three days before Crowder does and says they did come back with $120 million. So therefore it is about the money, guys. Hey, here's a reality check. Even if it was about the money, it doesn't matter. It was his agent that made the offers, not Crowder. Crowder has an agent. The agent's job is to be paid to look out for the interests of Stephen Crowder. Isn't his agent his dad? Or no. has that changed? That's a different person. That's that's for like... Uh, I mean, he also has employees. That's his bookie or something like that. His dad's his bookie or some shit. He talked about how his agent is a gay Puerto Rican guy <laughs> or some shit like that. Or gay Colombian. Far right wing. More right wing than he is. <laughs> the agent's the one who made the who received the first offer and made the first counter offer. And specific... And this is what Gerald said. And the agent said specifically, uh, we don't want these terms. These terms are ridiculous. And then they're the ones that didn't come back. They hadn't said a word since. So Crowder reached out to him weeks later or, or like a month later or something like that and recorded the phone call. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he knew. Okay. This is a guy, like when you're in a situation where you look up to people or you like certain people, you want to give them the opportunity to be good, to do a good thing. If you feel like they're doing something immoral, right? If you, if you uh, find out that your dad has been doing some kind of criminal activity, you want to confront him about it in private and then let him make the right choice and stop doing the criminal activity. If you witness him continue to do the criminal activity and even worse, try to justify it to your face, what is your option other than to turn him in? Unless you're also just a criminal. So you have Steven Crowder who believes with every fiber of his being, as he says, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because he has not shown to be lying about anything, that he wants to do good for a movement because he wants to retire when he gets 40. By the way, he's 35. So he wants to retire. Now what the at 40. fuck am I doing with my life? Jesus right? Christ. And when I heard that, I was like, oh God. <laughs> so 
He wants to retire by 40 and not keep doing this all the time because it's stressful and he's got kids that are going to be in there, you know, they're going to be like nine and 10 and shit like that. Like a, a pair of twins, eight, seven, eight, nine, something like that. Yeah. And he's got a nice pair of twins. And uh, that's Ben Shapiro. And that, and, and um, yeah. he uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't want to do that forever. So he's expecting new talent to come up. And when he sees the way that, and it's not, he said it before, it's not just the Daily Wire. There are other companies that weren't stupid enough to out themselves when he came out and said this shit that are also doing legacy media style contracts. And Rakita went out. This is a fucking lawyer, guys. Rakita, the guy who fucking covered the Rittenhouse trial, okay? He came out and said, yeah, these contracts are really bad and shouldn't exist. They're really terrible contracts, and these aren't the kind of contracts you put up to a friend. And yes, it's true that they do these kind of contracts because they want you to, you know, they want to have an upper hand. But that's not what friends do. Like, that's something you do to some random fucking person you might want to get, a, a, you want to have leverage over in the future. Or you don't trust. Well, they're the ones that called Crowder a friend because they're trying to make it out like he's betraying a friendship. He's not. They weren't friends. Okay? They're friends in as much as I'm friends with Donald Trump. He he doesn't know I exist. But here's the thing. If I met him and shook his hand, we'd be cordial towards each other and might say, oh, yeah, we're friends. That's, that's the level of friendship you have with somebody that works in media who is really competition. They're all really competition. And you know who understands that they're competition with Steven Crowder? The Daily Wire. That's why they wanted him. And that's why they tried to write into his contract that they'd own his ass. Because... They're trying to Vince McMahon the guy, all right? <laughs> They're trying to own his fucking shit in perpetuity or whatever the fuck you want to call it forever. That means forever. Forever and beyond forever. That means that if he died and there was some technology that allowed, or he retired or died, whatever, and there was some technology that allowed you to deep fake him sitting in a fucking chair doing the fucking Louder with Crowder show, they'd be allowed to do that. And there's nothing he'd be able to do about it, and he'd never be able to make money off of it without re-signing a new contract with them. So now he's got to come back and say, well, this, this forever thing is bullshit. All of this left-wing bullshit is bullshit. And now he has no fucking... Now he's got to make like demands on every single thing, not just the money amount. And then the other side gets to play this bullshit game of like, come on, guys, he's asking that we change everything. Yeah, because it's all shit. We got to get something. What do you mean you got to get something? You're a publisher for fuck's sake. You don't even make the content. Well, we provide cameras to people like that young girl, that only young girl that we have. She said that we give her 4K cameras and stuff. Yeah, she doesn't even need that. You know what brings her audience Why are they in? still uploading her a 1080p? Face. Her pretty face is what brings the audiences, not your 4K fucking camera, all right? Unless she's popping her nipples out, nobody gives a fuck about how high definition her face is for a fucking YouTube video that's two minutes long, where she watches a TikTok and comments on it. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, we, we boosted her up there. Yeah, that's the only thing you did. And guess what? Now she's boosting you up places. So. Is her contract negotiable after that point? Is she working on a contract from now with her current sway or with the sway she had when you fucking met 
first discovered her and she was a relatively nobody. Because that's the problem with these contracts. Oh, here's a $50 million contract, Stephen Crowder, four years later. Whoa, what's that? You're worth way more than a $50 million contract and you have been for, for, the, fa for the last four years? <laughs> for, for the past three years? Like, yeah. We really took it. We really, who won in that engagement? It, the, these are people, the people that support this Daily Wire shit are people that have no fucking understanding of what machinima is or was. Or any of these other. That's what the internet was supposed to be before it got fucking taken over by uh, big companies. I mean, think of it this way: um, most of the internet is dark web. True. Most people they get on the internet, they go to Twitter, they go to Facebook, they go to YouTube, they go to the same fucking five or ten websites. Yep. The the rest of it's just dark web shit shit that might give you a or virus since we're or, since we're a gaming channel it's like how World of Warcraft used to be right they used to throw you into the world and you just kind of figure shit out as you go and do things yep. and then eventually they started corralling you like here's yep. this here's this quest chain and this quest go chain here. go here and do this oh can't do that yet can't do that yet it's time gated you gotta wait till next week. So in in uh, retrospect, uh, Daily Wire can't be trusted. People from the Daily Wire can't be trusted, and Daily Wire can't be trusted until they publicly come out and say something about these fucking contracts and the system that they're using and change it. You cannot, in 2023, be out here pretending to fight against big tech while you assist big tech. And listen, this isn't just like, Oh, well, these are just clauses because it's not fair if Daily Wire doesn't. What if they sign you on and you make YouTube videos and then you get, you suddenly don't get any monetization anymore. And now YouTube, now that YouTube money's going, not, it doesn't come in anymore. And Daily Wire's just basically paying you a salary. Oh, you mean the talking point of Daily Wire? Yeah, let me help you with that one. Um, that's not where they make most of their fucking money. Why do you think Ben Shapiro does ad reads every 15 fucking minutes? All of them. You'll be sitting there watching a video from most right-wing news fucking outlets or, or shows, and you just suddenly get interrupted by some fucking ad that's being read. And, and <laughs> like It's like either a pre-recorded ad, or they have to read it right then and there with their guests sitting there laughing about it. Like, Norm MacDonald used to do ad reads and would constantly get his fucking... these advertisers pull off of his show because he'd make fun of how ridiculous they are. You can't do that. So, that's where the big money comes from for these companies, is ad reads and subscriber counts. Otherwise, people like Louder with Crowder would be bending over backwards to do exactly what YouTube said. If it was about the money, you dumb fucks, he wouldn't be pushing against YouTube, who would, in this hypothetical, supposedly be the end-all, be-all of money-making in these situations. But no, Crowder does push back against YouTube and has been demonetized for a long time and gets banned all the time. And yet, somehow, he's able to still pay his fucking employees. How is that? Oh, because he's supported by advertisers and Mug Club, which is the same system that Wired use, Daily Wire uses, that all of them use. Subscribe to our shit, buy our merch, and listen to our advertisers. 
That's how right-wing media has circumvented left-wing bullshit. Oh, what's that? We can't get monetized on YouTube? That's okay. We'll monetize ourselves. They've been doing it for a long time. They know that. They think you don't know that because they think you're fucking stupid. And you probably are because you think the Daily but Wire not our is trustworthy. But not, but not if you're listening to us. You're very brilliant. <laughs> the most brilliant, in fact. I love the poorly educated. <laughs> They're just as good as black people. That's something, something Joe Biden would say. That's something Joe Biden would say. Just as good as white people. <laughs> oh, Poor God. kids are just as talented, just as smart as white people. Or something. <laughs> yeah, white kids. Black, yeah. black kids are... Wait, what? Yeah. What? 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 what was I supposed to be saying about f***ers? <laughs> I'm waiting for it, man. He's going to say something inherently deeply from within himself that's racist or let some secrets slip and I want to be there for it. Microsoft facing backlash for adding energy saving features to Xbox consoles. <laughs> man, my parents put Net Nanny on my PC. I guess I'll have to watch porn on my Xbox. Sorry, guys, my Xbox is shutting off. That's my last game. It says I need to save energy or the climate's going to kill all of us. <laughs> I'm fucking mouth breathers. It's getting really hot. Yeah, that's not what climate change is doing. It's going to make it ice age. What? Hot compared to yeah. what? Well, compared to, to last year. Okay, that's the weather. That's, yeah. not, that's not climate. Well... It's been getting warmer every year since, you know, for the last 30 years. I'm 40 years old. Okay, still the weather. Still the weather. <laughs> like hundreds and thousands of years is what it takes to judge climate. And guess how long we've been recording it? Long time. Not that, not that long, actually. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't been able to see the full scope of the pattern. So we're just guessing. The crazy thing is this, right? If you just, you don't even have to be a scientist. You don't have to learn any crazy amounts of fucking science to understand what climate change would do because they talk about an increase in CO2 gases, okay? Increasing the temperature of the planet. Well, how's that happening? Well, what does CO2 in the atmosphere do? It creates more clouds. More clouds leads to more greenhouse effect. Traps heat on the planet. However, that's not what they're saying. I don't is think happening. it makes more clouds. I think it's just there. There's more in the atmosphere trapping the heat in. Right. Well, whatever. Point is, it makes it makes more of that greenhouse effect. What is what they claim? That's why they have to say that it's increasing the heat of the planet. But that's not what it's doing. It's increasing the temperatures in the oceans. Now that according to climate scientists, is going to have a negative effect on the planet. What is that going to do? Well, it's going to melt glaciers and shit like that and cause the water levels to, to rise. Well, that's not really happening. What we're actually seeing is a return to the Ice Age. And I think what we're getting wrong here ties into the concept of the Younger Dryas. You hear a lot about this lately. It's been talked about. There are scientists around the globe that are starting to come on board with it. That about 11,000, 12,000, sorry, what was it 11,000? 
Yeah, 11,000, 12,000 years ago, a comet impact occurred in the northern hemisphere that caused the ice age to suddenly end. And the, the earth warmed because of it, and the, the ice caps melted, and the water levels rose. And there's a lot of places where, places around Indonesia and Singapore and all these other areas of the world where there were places that were above water that are now below water. And it's looking like we're, we're actually returning to that. This will explain why, why it is that big fucking billionaires like, like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos are buying beachfront property. Because it's not going to be beachfront property around the time that happens. It's going to be a whole lot of land inwards. And uh, <laughs> that's because we're slowly returning back to the proper ice age. We should still be in an ice age. That ice ages last a long time, and we should still be in it. What I'm thinking we're seeing is that a comet impact occurs, interrupts an ice age, and now we're just drifting back into the ice age process because the planet never really changed uh, in that regard. Like it, it just you know that that fluctuation that occurs in the oceans never really was changed. It was the surface temperature that changed. And by the way, more CO2 means more greenery which means more rainforest. Um, it's just, it just, it's not what they want it to be. And the, the correct answer, I think, is we don't know for sure what's going to happen. There's a study that came out saying that uh, the core of the earth is spinning in the opposite direction that they thought. And they think now that it goes back and forth. So every 35 years, it changes direction. Well, we know the uh, the poles shift, and it's currently shifting towards Russia or something like that, and it's been speeding up over the past few years. That can have an effect on climate. Um, you can see, I mean, just look that up. What happens if the poles shift? Just Google that, and you'll have... The pole shift right? happens all the time. It's pole reversal. That's uh, That could be a problem. Yeah, not shift, but pole reversal. Um NASA will tell you straight up. You can just go to NASA's website and they'll tell you magnetic pole reversal happens all the time, apparently. Uh, and it's our our planet has. Flipped I don't know its if polarity. it happens all the time. Well, not over, not all the time. Like in our lifetimes, all the time. This is NASA we're talking about. So they're they're working. <laughs> so on they're it. lying. Okay. <laughs> they're on a scale. They're talking about a big scale. So here, for example, it says. Uh, Earth's magnetic field has flipped its polarity many times over the millennia. In other words, if you were alive about 800,000 years ago and facing what we call north with a magnetic compass in your hand, the needle would point to south. This is because a magnetic compass is calibrated based on Earth's poles. The north-south markings of a compass would be 180 degrees wrong if the polarity of today's magnetic field were reversed. Many doomsday theorists have tried to take this natural geological occurrence and suggest it could lead to Earth's destruction, but would there be any dramatic effects? The answer from the geologic and fossil records we have from hundreds of the past magnetic polarity reversals seems to be no. So, I mean, there's certainly things that would happen to the Earth, but nothing, it's not the end of the world like certain movies have tried to make it out to be or anything like that, you know. I mean, it has to, it does affect glaciation though. So, uh, you know, it, but it wouldn't affect the rotation axis of the Earth. Um, and uh, it, it wouldn't necessarily affect a whole ton of climate, but it could have some 
effects on it. And we, you know, we see it moving drastically in one direction. That doesn't mean it's going to flip. It just means we'd have to paint, repaint our compasses. You know, we have to repaint the, the north and south parts of our compass. <laughs> Flip the red and the white on them. Because it's not like we're going to just start saying south is north. Because the whole point of north is not relative to like the magnetism necessarily for us. It's, it's for directional purposes. Well, it's both. There's a magnetic north and then a geographic north. Yeah. Well, they don't true. line up exactly perfectly either. It might it's be not good so much that it's that for compass manufacturers. <laughs> how the Earth spins and the polarity and how the core spins and all that produces the electromagnetic field that surrounds Earth that keeps oh, yeah, us sure. from getting that's... melted by the fucking sun. That's true. So who knows what effect it would have on that? Like we could just you know one day, oh my God, is it hot in here? And I'm dead. <laughs> we'll never know. Handful of people that live underground might make it, but and who knows that pole reversal? It could be instant. There could be a period of hundreds of years where we don't have a magnetic field. Who knows? Well, the pole reversal wouldn't get rid of the magnetic field. It would just might have it. Have, it would have an effect on the process of because the field encircles the planet. Yeah, sure. But how does that pole reversal happen? Do the poles just t teleport? Do they like rotate and switch positions? How well, long does it it's take? Relative to the core of the planet, right? No, not even that. Like. When the north north pole becomes the south pole, does the magnetic north area slowly move along the earth to the bottom? Oh, I get what you're saying. Or yeah. does it just teleport or like how does where's true magnetic north? Well, there when are scientists happens? who think it'll have a disastrous result for life on earth. Well, sure. I mean, um, how long does it take for, you know, all the sun's rays and shit to kill everything? Cuz I mean, even if it takes, you know, maybe a second I mean, how many, how how much of a length of time of gamma radiation can you handle before you, you start experiencing issues? Well, another question is, does it happen fast enough that the people on the dark side of the planet are fine? Does the planet protect it? Like, is the planet deep enough and dense enough to stop the radiation from penetrating through the planet and getting the people on the other side? You get cooked from your feet or your head. <laughs> Which one is it going to be? Yeah. And then maybe one day we, you, those flat could earthers you will be outrun. Could you potentially outrun the rotation of the planet? Would that be like no? That, would that <laughs> well, that what I'm saying is, if the if the magnetic sphere went down for a little bit and you knew that it was going to come back and you you could survive because you were on the other side of the planet, could you potentially try to run the day? <laughs> you know, in fucking private jets that are really rich, just flying around the planet, perpetual night for X amount of time until well, the- Bill Gates will save us by scorching the skies, as they said in the Matrix. Yeah, that's the beginning of that movie with the train, right? Snowpiercer. We talked about that. I forgot. <clears throat> yeah, they try to block out the sun because of global warming, literally. That's the- Something Why? about chocolate. <laughs> it might be a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> but the premise is that the Earth was heating up the global warming and scientists felt that they should do something. So they blocked out the sun and the sun never came back because the, the, it ran out of control and then it created perpetual winter on the Earth. 
It's just <laughs> these people think that they have some measure of control. Well, what happens if the earth heats up and then everyone dies? Then it happens. <laughs> like, what are you going to do against, you know, the cosmos in this situation? Yeah, I mean, that's a reality check. I mean, I've said before, that's probably the best way to go is some kind of major catastrophic global event that everybody is privy to, you know? Then you have idiots like Neil deGrasse Tyson telling you that you need to drive an electric car and shit. And you probably have these idiots still filming. <laughs> well, think about how vile that is that somebody like, um, you have somebody like Bill Gates saying that we should get on solar, we should get electric vehicles, and then he's also proposing that we block out the sun to deal with global warming. Is he stupid or is he villainous? Pick one. Yeah, both. Both. I mean, it's it's hard for me to think that people that make a lot of money are stupid. That's kind of the libtard brain. Like, oh, they just, they fell into money. <laughs> like, yeah, you can fall into money, but you're going to lose it real fast if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Now, it's true you could hire somebody that knows what they're doing, but that's kind of a smart thing to do, isn't it? A stupid person would take the money and just spend it. It's like the old, it's like the next Friday thing, right? Like, are you going to go stay with your uncle who won the lottery? And it just lives in a fucking suburban neighborhood, spent all of it on buying a house and a car and a boat and all this different shit. Like, that's what people do. People win money who have no place having money and they lose it. And some people lose it in, gen in a couple generations. Listen, as much as people don't like Paris Hilton, she's not stupid, right? Like, that's pretty much probably a character she was playing on TV. Because otherwise she should be, in like, broke as I fuck. I saw, like, an interview with her not long ago. She seems a lot more serious these days. Yeah, because her show was about being a ditz on a reality TV show. That was the whole point. It, it's... It's outrage culture. It's what feeds it. Like, if you want to really make it right now, look, you ever see the TikTok videos where, or like the whatever videos anywhere? Nope. You ever see any videos anywhere where like these people are like cooking shit in the dumbest way? Like, oh, I'm going to make a fucking mixed drink in my toilet and we're all going to drink out of the toilet. No. Or look, I'm making a punch bowl and it's like, oh, let, let's like make all these stupid, they, they have these videos. They're very prominent on TikTok, but they, they make them elsewhere as well. Of It's just like these videos where people are doing DIY things in the dumbest fucking way. And that's the point. They're doing it that way on oh, purpose. Yeah, there's fake DIY videos. It's, on, it's for purposes it's of outrage. The yeah. goal is to outrage people. Because it gets clicks. It gets shared like around. A video Look at this that idiot. It's like 20 minutes long and they're like talking in circles. And it's just like, get to the fucking point. Yeah, this is how liberals understood. This is how liberals have made it on the internet. This is how liberals have become successful. They understand, well, not liberals typically, but some of these liberals that are pretend, some of these, some of these grifters that are pretending to be liberals understand that outrage creates shares. People like Vosh. Vosh isn't a liberal because he says unliberal shit. He's pretending to be one. That's why he says dumb stuff like, I'm a libertarian socialist. Yeah, that can't exist. Those two ideas completely clash with one another. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But he says that because, I don't know, maybe he thinks it's funny that people believe that shit while he's also grifting people into giving him money because he's pretending to be a libtard. 
because he knows that outrage, if I do something outrageous and people are like, look how dumb this is, they're going to share it everywhere. Look how dumb this is. Congratulations. You just gave me views on a video. I don't have to get you to like me. I can just get you to share every dumb video I ever make. That's it. That's all I got to do. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's a cult of personality. Whether you hate watching, like Howard Stern, right? Howard Stern used to talk about how people would watch him because they hated him. They wanted to hear what he was going to say. <laughs> he, that's the cult of personality concept. Yeah, F Facebook is full of those stupid ass videos. Yeah. Just nothing happens. Nothing happens. Or it's like some fucking lady in her 30s and she's with her sister or her daughter and they're like pouring a bunch of sweet shit into their toilet. Just filling it all the way up to the brim and then they pretend to suck straws out of it when there's definitely nothing in the straw and they're just pretend oh that's good and people are like what like the a video fuck? and like they share it a video with like text on the screen that says i can't believe this happened yeah. it's just like a they still video that. and like a guy just walks his dog past and nothing out of the ordinary happens well you'll see this stuff all the time where the video will start and it'll be somebody recording something mundane and then something stupid. I saw this one the other day. Lady is uh, trimming some a bush outside of her house. Okay, she's got the most ridiculous fucking drop cord attached to this uh, trimmer. And a trimmer is just two blades that sit on top of each other and they gyrate in uh, back and forth. And they're sharpened blades and they cut little you know clippings off of your your bushes and stuff. And she's out there clipping the bush. And somebody's recording, probably your husband. Uh, and she just, within the first couple seconds of the video being recorded, she goes down and it looks like she clips the, uh, the cable. Okay, here's the problem with that. She didn't clip the cable. <laughs> it's fake. It's fake to be spread around and go, look how stupid this person is. But they just got all their views, so it doesn't matter. It's not like you know their real fucking names and shit. And even if you did, whatever. There's plenty of people out there willing to sell themselves short, make themselves look stupid. For money. Look at Ernest P. Worrell. That was his whole fucking career. Who? <laughs> well, the character. No, not the, not the guy who played him. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Jim Varney. All right, whatever. I feel like we've had a conversation about him, but whatever. I mean, certainly there's stupid people out there, but you got to ask yourself, why was he recording her doing that? Did he know she was going to cut the, the cable? You ever cut a cable with something? You know what that does? That's an exposed wire touching metal. It'll short. It causes a short. And yeah, I mean, I've seen like DIY. There's people out there that do stuff that's just like, what the fuck is this? And they're clearly doing it because they, I mean, you know, you'll have people post all the time in actual DIY subreddits where like, uh, remember that Russian life hacks dude that was, yeah, it was like, I'm going to make an air conditioner with dry ice. Well, everybody was doing ice plus a fucking fan. And he's like, dry ice. It's like, no, you fucking idiot. I think, I don't think he was doing that for outrage. I think he was actually a fucking idiot. <laughs> I do this every day. I feel great. Every day. Absolutely.
There was absolutely nothing. <laughs> is that Russian or is he retarded? <laughs> it makes me feel good. Uh... You want to get up real close. You want to like put your mouth around this PVC pipe like like car exhaust. Breathe deeply. Breathe. It gets you high. <laughs> it will change your life, man. It's life <laughs> You will see God. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Stay a while. Listen. <laughs> How did I die? Well. <laughs> Remember the last thing you did? No, of course you don't. Uh, you tried to make a fan with dry ice because you were listening to some Russian on the internet. Well, I don't understand. Why didn't it work? Well, you need oxygen to live. <laughs> And you were pumping not oxygen into your house. <laughs> <laughs> People don't understand that, man. That's one of my nightmares. One of my nightmares is that somehow, some way, in a freak way, a pocket of no oxygen happens right where I live. <laughs> like, just some freak incident where... Not like, possible. I know, but still, it's, it's a nightmare thought. Like, what if there's something we don't know about that can hit the fucking earth and just, like quickly evaporate all of the fucking oxygen without burning everything around it or hey man planet planet x is coming so you know or displace it we hear about gamma rays and shit all what's the time. armored what skeptic been up to still just getting more ridiculous with this fucking yeah, conspiracy probably video? still claiming crying he's about shit still claiming he's jesus is missing shoe on head uh <laughs> no I, I, i'm serious though if you hear about gamma rays that can hit the atmosphere and burn everything what what about like a fucking thing that we don't know about that could pro potentially just hit the earth and not really kill you or anything or cause harm, but can displace all the oxygen in the area for, I don't know, how long would it take for that oxygen to replenish back into an area that's the size of Texas? What's the, what's the, the, the math on that? Long enough to go brain dead, maybe? I don't know. I watched Jordan Peterson and his daughter the other day hang out with this fucking guy that jumps into frozen lakes. You've probably seen him. And he's like, oh, I'm going to teach you my breathing technique. And he's like, you're going to breathe in like 20 times, like hyperventilate basically. And he's like, and they're getting there and he's counting. All, it gets to eight, eight more to go. <laughs> eight more of 20 to go. And he's like, feel that lightheadedness. That's good. <laughs> and then he gets to the end. And he's like, okay, we're going to exhale all our air out and not breathe in for 90 seconds. Huh? And as they're as they've exhaled, he's he's breathing. He's telling them what's going on. Like, yeah, that's the stress that we want in our body, but there are no real stresses. There's no carbon dioxide in the lungs to make you want to breathe in. It's like, yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> like, that sounds real bad. In fact, uh, that that reminds me of a thing I heard about how divers, professional divers that uh, don't use oxygen, that's how they die half the time. Is they just They've trained themselves not to breathe in from that feeling that they get when their body's like, too much build up. I need to breathe in. And then they just black out and drown underwater. Well, the other thing, course, too, is the pressure of but... the water on your chest condenses your lungs, right? So yeah. if, you, if you fill your lungs up and then you go underwater, even better, better way to think of it is let's say you do have an oxygen tank, right? And you're... Yeah. 
50 feet under the water. You have all that weight pushing you down. You take a deep breath, and now your lungs are full with all this pressure at the same time. And then you quickly go up to less pressure, and it expands, but your lungs were already full. What happens then? Yeah. Uh, injury. <laughs> well, I guess in this case, you're not in water, so the worst that could happen is you pass out and then wake up, which has probably happened to this guy a couple of times. I've went as long as I could. What happened? I woke up with brain damage. <laughs> That might be what's wrong with this. Why well, it sound like damage. this? You didn't realize I'm retarded? I thought you were Russian. He gets Russian. like brain damage. From Minnesota, man. Like if you want to do some physiological work on your body and boost your metabolism, just get in an ice bath. That's supposed to be the whole point of that. Is it boosts your metabolism? That's why they jump in ice baths after hard, long workouts because it, it helps kickstart your metabolism and burn off any extra fat. That's what these fucking Hollywood celebrities do. So James Warburg Bond did it. Does. Well, it's true yeah. because uh, when you're cold, your body has to work harder to maintain heat and yeah. it also diverts blood flow to your internal organs. Yeah. That's why they say you should take a cold shower every day. And I've tried it, but I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm weak. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I want it to be nice and comfy. That's what's wrong with me. No, boiling lava hot. I, I start like showers hot, but not. I, I end up cold. Not you still take those military showers, Monty, where, you know, you turn it on, get wet, turn it off, soap up, rinse off, turn it off again? No. Boy, when I went <laughs> to Malaysia. A bunch of bullshit that is, huh? When I went to Malaysia the first time in 2008, I, mean, when, I had to know, use a shower that my wife was using, like the, like they had the, the master bedroom shower, and then they had the shower that all the the family used which was you know the daughter the, the son and the daughters you know the kids it's the kids bathroom uh of course everybody's like teenagers and up at that point i'm in my 20s and they didn't have hot water for that shower when i was there they do they did the last time i went but that time they didn't have it and my god i mean it was hot outside like 100 degrees and that was nice but when that water hit you that cold water first thing in the morning jesus Fucking That'll either wake you up or kill you. <laughs> it's Fuck worse that. here because here's one thing I hated about living in North Carolina. Sorry, what? what? Oh, I was going to say it was the opposite when I was in Kuwait. They have these big fucking water containers outside all of the bathrooms. Oh, and they're heating up all day, right? Yeah, and they heat up all day and they pretty much retain the heat. And plastic. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get any cold showers and it's hot outside. So it's like, yeah. great. I can't wait to wash the sweat and heat off me with more heat. <laughs> no, that's, God, that's the thing about living in North Carolina is in the summertime, you could not get cold water out of the tap. Oh, yeah. So every time you drink water, it's like. And in the wintertime, your fucking hot water pipes get cold real fast. Well, here, I mean, you get cold water year round, but you also get ice cold water in the winter yeah. <laughs> so there's no showering in that well I, I would get uh for the longest time i didn't like taking pills for headaches so i would like uh dunk my head in cold water to like numb the pain uh and, the, and yeah you're right in the summertime it's just not cold enough to do that it just doesn't work <clears throat> damn shame I'd have it took a long time to accept that I like cold air. I like cold weather. I like cold water out of the tap, you know, when appropriate. That's easier. I to like warm up. Uh, 
Yeah, it's much easier to warm up than cool down. But, you know, yeah. when it gets stuffy inside, I like to be able to escape outside and have crisp air that feels like there's oxygen in it. Even though it's not any different, but still, it's just a play on the main Well, it's not necessarily different. Cold air de- can actually have more oxygen than hot air. It doesn't mean that it well, does all denser. the time. It's denser, right? I don't. Cold air is more dense than hot air. But yeah, it's a, more of a psychological thing. But yeah, I'd rather bundle up and go outside than like, I can't take any more clothes off and I'm still melting. Remember the first time I, I moved in the South, it was basically all the shit that I owned in a uh, Hyundai Elantra. It was August. We decided to move into an apartment on the second floor. And I had an HD TV, but it was a CRT. So it was one of them heavy motherfuckers. At least 70 pounds. And I had to carry that motherfucker up a flight of stairs in 110 degree weather with like 150% humidity. I'm, I may have died that day. I laid down on the floor on an empty floor where there was this is air conditioning. This and is just yeah, this is, this is just the dream. For all I know, I could have died in that apartment. All of this is just playing out. <laughs> in your head. It's, it's my last moment. Well, the, the, one of the most... Neil deGrasse Tyson sometimes will say interesting stuff and he was talking about like a black hole and somebody asked him what's in a black hole and he was like well I mean we could exist there's evidence through mathematics and some of this uh, testing that we've done and and uh, research that we exist inside of a black hole from another universe some other universe's black hole that universes can contain you know timelines in them basically is what he's saying he didn't say timelines basically you know future timelines and shit like that can exist inside of black holes and that we could be inside of a black hole in some other universe some other universe where there's some species looking at a black hole going what's in there us (laughs) i mean yeah it's true i don't know if it's based on any kind of science or anything but sure why not (laughs) well you never know with neil degrasse I swear to God, there's two main things. I I mean, I always bring it up when we talk about this guy, but he seems to think that you can't warm up your bed by laying in it with clothes on. And he also doesn't understand why they say the, you know, the days in the winter are shorter because winter is when the days start getting longer. So that doesn't make any sense. Like, idiot, what do you mean it doesn't make any sense? Just look at how much day and how much night there is in the summer versus the winter. It doesn't matter that the days are getting longer. They gradually get shorter. And then it, when it turns winter, they gradually get that's longer, but they're still short. Dick. He's a dick that's going, the rotation is the same no matter what. The rotation speed. <laughs> We're talking yeah, about daylight, you yeah, idiot. He's a snot, like a When people say snot, day, they don't mean shit. on the time of day. They're talking about the sunlight. Yeah, but still, yeah. he's saying on, on, you know, when winter starts in December, the days start getting longer, not shorter. It's like, dude, they've been short and they will continue to be short getting longer until it gets warm out. <laughs> like, I don't, and it's not so much that he, that he brought that point up. It's that he claims to not understand why people say it. And it's like, what do you mean you don't understand? Like sun goes down at like nine, 10 o'clock in the summer and it goes down at like four 30. And even if there wasn't daylight savings. Account for an hour, 5.30 in the wintertime. So, I've said this before. He might be great with astrophysics, but he, you know, Albert Einstein believes that socialism was a good idea. So, I mean, and as far as the bed thing, he was trying to say something about how back in the day, 
Holiday Inn would send someone into your room if you requested it to warm your bed up for it. And he's like, well, what are they going to do? Get into your bed naked? Cloth can't, yeah. cloth can't, you know, transfer heat very well. So it's not going to do anything if they just lay in your bed with clothes on. Yes, Dude, have you ever laid in a bed? Ever. <laughs> right? No, he's a lizard person. They sleep in the sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a fucking lamp. <laughs> You ever see those fucking lamps they try to sell you that like sit back behind your couch and bend all the way over the fucking couch? Like that's the fucking lamps that they sell to people. That's a hot bathing lamp for only he like buys his shit from the website that was selling fucking storage containers for thousands of dollars and naming them after kids. <laughs> like Wayfair. Yeah, Wayfair. They've got what I need. Wayfair for reptilians only. Then I think ever been inside of a fucking mattress company it doesn't make any sense they bring in there there's mattresses everywhere there's like two dudes they try to sell you a mattress you go outside walk 20 feet there's another mattress store right same deal same exact looking place nothing different same exact fucking brands go outside walk 20 feet another mattress company what is going on <laughs> it's got to be tough being in the mattress industry Right. People ask no such thing as repeat a, customers. People ask this question a lot. Why are there so many mattress firm stores? Right? Like, I mean, you've had NPR try to cover for this shit. That's how you know that the government's in on it somehow. Dude, there's 3,300 mattress firm locations. Uh, per So, mattress firm had expanded to 3,300 U.S. locations up from 700 five years prior to 2018. How, what, it's like car dealerships. You ever go to a car dealership and you, you go in there and there's people everywhere and you're like, are these people buying cars? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> like, how? You think about how often you buy a car or maybe even rent a car, whatever. And it's like, how do these- There's just more people than you think. You know there's more people than the ones yeah, you can see, right? Right. I understand that. How many? I, no, I understand that. I mean, on the same token, how the fuck is... How, why are there always cars on the road? But there's At like all 20... Times. There's like 20 fucking dealerships right next to each other in every fucking town. Everywhere. Like, everywhere you go, 20 fucking dealerships right across the street from each other. And yeah, I get their different dealers and stuff, but it's like, how are they staying in business? I mean, how often are people buying cars? Because a car is not something, it's like you buy a car and then you wait, what, like what, 10 years to get another one? Roughly, give or take? So, is every day of the fucking week just 15 to 20 people, that's their day to buy a car every 10 years? Like, is that the mathematics on it? For every fucking place? That's like 100 to 150 people per day buying a new car. Now, I understand if there's, like, events, like they do events, and it's like, oh, come in and stuff. I understand, like, our dealership, they give out, like, free. When you buy a car, you get, like, a free for X amount of years. You know, like, checkup, oil change, tire rotation, all that shit, whatever. All right. So that's why those people are in there. But you'll see people in there just sitting in cars. 
And by the way, nothing racist, but black people all the time. Black women will just be sitting in these cars with the engine turned on and some guy in a suit standing outside of it. Like, like, like she knows what's going on when the engine, like, uh, sit in this one and turn the engine on. Oh, see how that feels? Yeah. Let's sit you in the other one. Ah, uh, that one's not as good. See how your car doesn't feel as good when the engine's on? <laughs> like, what? What the fuck? But, so, you can sell me on cars, because people use cars every day, but mattresses? Who really gives this much of a fuck about mattresses? Ah, oh, we got a stain on our mattress. Flip it. Oh, the fucking mattress is not great. Well, we're not getting. We're not going to just buy a new mattress. It's buy a new mattress or pay house payment. What are we going to do? Uh, I guess we'll just keep sleeping on this shitty one. I mean, when's the last time you got a new mattress? Three weeks ago. And then when's the last time you got a new mattress before that? Twelve years ago. <laughs> right. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like it's got to be hard. Yeah. Being in the mattress business, no repeat customers. Yeah, exactly. All right. And the Thanks for buying a mattress. I'll probably be dead next time you come back. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's the proximity of the stores that's weird to me. Like how they're really close to each other. Like I can look, you can pull up a map right now. You know, you it probably Google costs a bunch right of now. Chinese kids about $10 to make a mattress. And then they sell it for like 2000 So. Maybe. Or there's some mafia shit going on. Just open up Google Earth right now and look around your area and look up mattress firm and see locations. You're going to see mattress firms right next to each other. I didn't go to mattress firm, by the way. I went to a local I'm just outlet. saying that's, that's one place. So if you type in buy mattress, now you're going to get even more. Because there's places uh, nearby each other that are not the same, you know, but Mattress Firm is a type of area. But places like Big Lots uh, sells them. Ikea sells mattresses. Sleep number. Sleep number, yeah. I I mean, look at it. This is right near my fucking house. Three fucking mattress places, man. Right next to each other, all in the same fucking strip mall. How? I don't know. (laughs) How are they surviving? I don't know. I look at a lot of businesses and think, how do they survive? Like, what could they possibly sell? Especially these little tchotchke places where they don't really sell anything of value, right? It's just people go in, they look around. How does an antique store stay in, stay in business, you know? Well, they... I know they rent out spaces and shit, but spaces, yeah. how much can they really do in sales? <clears throat> I don't think they care about the sales. I think it's the people that have the spaces open. I mean, I go... I go to antique places and it's the same people with a stall forever. I think the problem is, I think the way they stay in business is there's morons that have too much money. And this kind of goes back to what we were saying about people that don't have any place making money or having a lot of money. They, they just, they, they buy shit that like people will sell. Oh, this is old. So therefore it should cost a lot of money. No, that's not how value works. It's who wants this shit. So like I go to a place that used to be a mill that used to spin, you know, uh, fabric into something. And so there's a lot of stalls that have like, like they were given leftover parts from the mill that was left there by the people that owned the mill uh, when they converted it into a place. And 
It's like, like, it's like a fucking spool. Like what you would fucking wrap cloth onto and put onto a machine to wind or unwind. It's like, who the fuck wants this? And they're out here asking money, like, oh, one for $10. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? This is 15 cents. 99 cents minimum. It's like Nintendo trying to sell you Super Mario. Look, it's Super Mario. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that game from 30 fucking years ago. More than that, 40 years ago or so. Yeah, don't you want it? Sure, I'll buy it from you. How much? $9.99. What? All yeah, right, hey, before, before we ramp this up, let's go through a quick timeline from uh, Bungie Help. Oh, what? Okay, so we'll start with the, the maintenance. Hotfix 6304, January 18th, okay? Then they come out with this tweet. Maintaining your characters in progress is our top priority after kicking off a deep dive investigation of a very low number of reports of missing characters out of an abundance of caution. We are confident that no characters or progress were incorrectly lost by our systems. Later that day, we're currently investigating an issue where multiple weapon crafting quests and triumphs are not progressing when specific weapons are crafted. Next day. We are aware of an issue causing the next artifact unlock to incorrectly display zero out of one instead of expected XP progress. This is a visual only issue and players are still able to learn additional artifact unlocks by earning XP. January 20th, we got some background maintenance, more maintenance. That's if so for between the 20th, 22nd, 23rd, kept going down for maintenance, 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 12 hours ago. Upcoming Destiny 2 maintenance. <laughs> 11 hours ago, Destiny 2 maintenance. 10 hours ago, Destiny 2 maintenance. Twice. Then, 10 hours ago, we are investigating an issue where several triumphs have had their progress reset unintentionally, which can potentially remove earned seals from players. 9 hours ago, maintenance. 8 hours ago, we are continuing to actively investigate these issues. As part of the investigation, we'll, we will be bringing Destiny 2 offline shortly. And then during that hour at another point, Destiny 2 is being brought offline as we investigate an ongoing issue, causing certain triumph seals and catalysts to lose progress for players. Stand by for updates. <clears throat> Seven hours ago, Destiny 2 will remain offline while we investigate potential leads surrounding missing triumph seals and catalysts. We will provide a timeline for bringing Destiny back online as soon as that information becomes available. Stand by for updates. Six hours ago, we are testing potential solutions to solve today's issues. Destiny 2 will remain offline for several more hours while we continue our investigation and tests. Stand by for updates. Four hours. <laughs> we are testing a fix. Once testing is complete, we will deploy and verify the fix before bringing Destiny 2 back online. We will also be rolling back all player accounts to their state as of 8.20 a.m. Pacific Standard Time prior to Hotfix 6305 going live. Stand by for timeline updates. Three hours ago, investigations and tests for today's issues are ongoing. Destiny 2 will remain offline into the evening. We will be able to share more concrete timeline updates for de bringing Destiny 2 back online as that information becomes available. Two hours ago. We're continuing to investigate the cause, the issues causing progress to be reset for certain triumph seals and catalysts. Destiny 2 will remain offline as we work on a fix. Updates you know, will be provided as they become available. <laughs> Seven minutes I, uh... ago, our investigation <laughs> and testing continues. To set expectations, this issue will not be resolved tonight. We are estimating a timeline of 3 to 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow, January 25th, for our fix to get deployed. Timeline subject to change. More info will be provided once available. Man, they fucked up something big. See, see, Monty? 
Best time for you to come back. Uh, I prefer this account from 2015 at Bungie Welp. Yeah, hold on, Monty. You should definitely get in touch with the tech support people, right? And be like, my account was banned. (laughs) Randomly, yeah. My account was banned randomly during all this? Can I get it reinstated? I mean, give it a shot. If they don't, you can call them the fig word. Uh, (laughs) Offering the best at Bungie advice for dealing with those pesky disconnects that are definitely your fault and have nothing to do with our awesome servers. At Bungie Welp. (laughs) We've managed to not provide a customer service department so far. Why start now? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, God, these are so good. (laughs) It's probably some... So they, they respond to people that are adding Bungie help. Bungie cannot log on repeated cattle and banjo error codes. I have tried resetting Xbox, reopening games, still not working. It's probably some interference in your house. We suggest packing up your belongings and moving to the Gobi Desert. (laughs) (laughs) Man, 2015 since this guy's tweeted, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) I guess people just lost out on Bungie. I think think he stopped. I mean, he didn't have a lot of viewers, followers. He gave up. You can see where he gave up, too. He started, like, tweeting about random okay. bullshit. I got in an argument with a libtard earlier this week on Bun- or on Twitter, and his name was, like, D2 Hacker Hunter. <laughs> That's what this is all about. A oh, fucking loser. Sony's just making changes without telling anyone. Like, okay, we recode the game. <laughs> we recode the game. Quietly. They, they don't know. And then we say, oops, it's a problem. Bungie but they're going to no, figure no. it out. Have you seen these people? <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> they're stupid. We couldn't fix the issue, so we're just going to move on to Destiny 3 now. Coming spring 2023. That's like really close. I'm not well, it's the expansion. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The expansion's coming up. 30 days or something like that. <clears throat> All right. Be good. Well, Bungie will. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah. So, uh, seriously consider considering switching to rumble. So, uh, I might give that a test drive tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. I'll be setting up rumble, but I'll probably be doing both rumble and, uh, what's the name the- of your YouTube channel? Cause you never say it. It's going to be The Gabbler. That's everywhere. The okay. Gabbler. You can find me, um, Milk Toast Mike. That's you it. You can't find me. This is the only place you can find Monty. Yeah, you can. He's got like six accounts on Twitter. Shut up. What <laughs> <laughs> is... Well, any 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 last words? Look at these boobies on Twitter. Yeah. It's a podcast, remember? We we can't do that. Oh. <laughs> don't look at these boobs on Twitter. Yeah, don't. <clears throat> I hate these fucking women that say this shit. Me or a PlayStation Five. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> this gambler keeps trying to go on like we're not ending the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so continue to watch the stream every Tuesday. We'll have a podcast. We're going to do it. This is it. We're going to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good talk.
later. Yeah. Right.